across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Luton man charged by counter-terrorism police. Polling stations open at seven. And former Watford manager denies selection claims over black players for England. BBC Three Counties Radio. One man from Luton and five men from London have been charged by counter-terrorism police investigating allegations of fraud linked to extremists travelling to Syria. 38-year-old Ibrahim Anderson from Luton and the five men from London are facing charges of conspiracy to defraud and will appear before magistrates today. Millions of people will begin casting their votes in the general election when the polls open at 7 o'clock. Voters in Bedford face the biggest number of ballot papers in the country. There are five different elections taking place there. More from Carol Abercrombie. As well as the general election, many people are also voting for local councillors. The unitary authorities of Milton Keynes, Luton, Bedford and Central Beds are going to the polls. Voters in Bedford can also elect a mayor. There's a referendum for everyone in Bedfordshire on raising council tax to pay for policing. In Milton Keynes, there's a referendum on the future development of the town centre. In Hearts and Bucks, there are also district elections in 14 councils. Police in High Wycombe say they're treating the latest incidents of car vandalism in the town as a priority. Four people have already been charged in connection with criminal damage to almost 250 vehicles in the town in March and April. Officers initially linked those offences with the inquest verdict on local man Habibullah. More from Tony Fisher. Police say there have been 18 additional offences of criminal damage in High Wycombe over two evenings. Ten vehicles were vandalised on bank holiday Monday and eight last Thursday. Police are asking members of the public to remain vigilant and report any suspicious activity. Four suspected illegal immigrants are still on the run in Bedfordshire after a lorry containing ten people was found at Toddington Services on the M1. Police began looking for the vehicle after they received distress phone calls from the people inside. Although some of the suspects got away, Superintendent Trevor Rowe from Essex Police says it could have been much worse. We've seen you know, with human trafficking and some of the uh, previous cases, you know, the, the events can be could turn out to be very tragic. So I think it was important that we reacted fairly quickly across our neighbouring forces as well to try and locate the vehicle. Uh, and this is a good news story and, and a positive outcome. An injured woman had to be cut free by firefighters after a two-car collision in Milton Keynes last night. An injured man was released before crews arrived. It happened just before 8.30 at the Knoll Hill roundabout at the junction of the H5 Child's Way and the V4 Watling Street. And a number of people were injured after after a vehicle hit a bridge in Walken High Street in Hertfordshire last night. In sport, former Watford and England manager Graham Taylor has strongly denied allegations he was pressurised to limit the number of black players he selected for the national team. Extracts from a book printed in the Guardian newspaper allege Taylor made the claim at an event at Watford in the 1999-2000 season. The weather, a mixture of cloud and sunny intervals, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. And I don't like it very much. Oh, no, oh, no. He swallowed my toe, he swallowed my toe. He's up to my knee, he's up to my knee. Oh, fiddle, oh, fiddle. He's reached my middle, he's reached my middle. Oh, heck, 
Oh, we've been looking forward to this, haven't we? The build-up has been immense, and finally today it's happening. It's National Paul Scoyne's Day. If you're tweeting, the hashtag is... Hashtag NPSD. Come on, guys. Tweet pictures of you wearing somebody else's glasses. It's what the man would have wanted... Were he awake and aware of what we were doing behind his back? (laughs) Online bullying, maybe. Maybe. But if we all do it, can we all be wrong? Yes. Look at Germany in the 1940s. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. On the show this morning, broken glass, marching bands and a little bit of hot chocolate... Across beds, hearts and bucks. Oh! This is BBC Three Counties Radio. The girls are in the ha- in the house. The, gar- the girls are in the house. What's up, bro? Yeah. Yep. Hey, I was watching... Um, 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 oh, Television? Broomfield. Nick Broomfield. Ah. Biggie and Tupac. Yeah. Biggie and... Notorious! Notorious! We are so, so notorious! Oh, we got gunned down. Notorious! It might be a bit too soon for the song, mate. Hey! Well, it's years ago. It's 20 years ago. Still hurts, man. 20 years ago today, they took Biggie away in a hail of bullets. That's what happened. I know. That's what happened. And it's what they would have done. They would have rapped about it. Yeah, and they because did. Because it's, it's modern, um, it's modern storytelling. It's, it's storytelling. It's poetry. They're mummers. Yeah. I'm not going to tell them that. No. Um, so, uh, National Paul Scoyne's Day. Uh, also, Kelly Betts. Can I put my Paul Scoyne's picture in black and white? Sure, mate. mix it up. You do whatever you want to do. That's the beauty of it. That's what we're celebrating, That's is the freedom to, to uh, yeah. work within a very rigid structure. In many ways, Paul Scoyne's is black and white. Um, but he doesn't see colour. We're also asking the, the Samson effect. Who lost their powers when they cut their hair? Who did we come up with uh, yesterday? Michael Bolton. The Bolton. And um, Samson, obviously. Samson, obviously. Obvs. Hence the Pat name. Sharp. Sharpie. Yeah. Um, David Ginola. <laughs> He's not good at football anymore, is he? Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five.
BBC Three Counties Radio. National Paul Scoyne's Day. We're celebrating with the hashtag MPSD. Post a picture of you or someone you love wearing um, thick-rimmed glasses. Not your own glasses. Cannot be your own glasses. Now, vandals have attacked parked cars in High Wycombe for the third month in a row. Two men on a motorbike are thought to be responsible for smashing the windows of eight vehicles last Thursday and ten on bank holiday Monday. Well, Thames Valley Police are refusing to be drawn as to whether the latest incidents are connected to a spate of similar attacks earlier this year, some of which appeared to be in protest at the outcome of a death-in-custody inquest. Well, Sir Kerry Cooper is a professor of psychology and health at Lancaster University. Joins us now. Morning, Kerry. Good morning to you, Ian. Uh, there's no mention of the sort of graffiti that we were seeing before, the no justice, no peace. Uh, but the, 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 the random destruction of this property, it, it's the same. Why would someone do this? Well, I mean, there's a lot of potential explanations. I mean, one, it could be a, de- a gang thing. Younger men who get together and it's, you know, flaunting authority, confronting authority. It could be a group of individuals who are discontent with some aspect of their life and take it out on 
authority, i.e. the police, because indirectly it's, it's causing the police havoc, isn't it? If you're having mm. something like a couple hundred incidents, a couple hundred cars being affected. So it's, it's either them or it could be they're taking it out on, you know, nice cars. They're taking it out on society, as it were, by going after people who have cars. They may not, uh, you know, they may perceive them as, as having money they don't have. It's something in their life. It, it, this is not, in a way, it's, it, appear, it may appear random, but it won't be random. There'll be a driver underneath it. But the driver obviously isn't for money. It's not to vandalize a car and try to take something out of it. It's just to vandalize it. And that's what makes me think it, there's something driving it in this group or mm. individuals. It might be a group. And then, of course, you can get copycats. So you get a group of people who do that, and then you get one or two who are discontent in life and just take it out uh, on material things. In the 70s and 80s, Kerry, the, it, you know, the, the, it, you would get big graffiti. And I don't mean the kind of clever artistic graffiti. You'd get slogans or, or, or things, you know, painted over. Yep. This, seem, which which was, was pretty rubbish, but, you know, you could just go and clean it up. This seems to be taking it to another level. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more violent, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's uh, displacing some anger in these young men. It's probably young men. It's probably people in their 20s. I don't have a clue. Late teens, early 20s, or whatever. And they obviously have a lot of angst about something in their life, either have come together as a group and or individuals are, are, are riding on the back of what they're doing to get rid of their anger. And it's much more aggressive. And therefore, I think really, you know, I think what a society has to do is kind of drill underneath what's really going on here, what is stimulating this kind of behavior among this group of people. But you first have to identify them. I understand several are in custody at the moment. Well, several are in custody, but but it, it seems to be continuing, which would imply either they've got the wrong people or it's a bigger group or there are other people doing it in support. You know, it's, it's one of those things. It, it's almost impossible for the police to stop, isn't it? Yeah, that's true, actually, and they're not even telling you the potential reason. Like, you're right, when it was graffiti and it was, or it could have been in 30 years or 40 years ago, CND, and, you know, they're, they're making a statement about what they think about nuclear weapons or something else, but they're not even doing that, are they? So you don't understand why they're doing this. And incidentally, it's probably not a giant gang that's going on. I think it's probably a group of people who started this, and other people are joining the bandwagon. It's weird, isn't it? Because, uh, uh, you know, all, I imagine these are young men, as you said, uh, and uh, a significant number of young men are um, uh, feel, I don't know, disenfranchised, they feel excluded, they exactly. feel jealous, they feel angry, they feel whatever they feel. Yep. Um, it's just odd that they're taking out on innocent people. On yeah, ordinary I know, people. But You're not, they're not taking it out on the police. They're not taking it out on, you know, necessarily rich people. They're just taking it out on ordinary people. Yeah, but, you know, you're, you're talking in a more rational way than they're thinking. Right. And they're just angry. And they're angry about something. I don't know what the unemployment rate is in Wickham or... Mm. I wouldn't have thought it was particularly high, by the way. But, but it could be something like that. I can't get a job. Uh, you know, I'm angry with society. I don't know how else to vent it. I'm not doing it in a constructive way. I'm yeah. just expressing my anger, and that's that's it. And then it 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 infect it could infect other people who feel the same, but for different reasons. Well, it's like those the the, the riots. Do you remember the? Well, of course you remember the, the riots. London riots. Yeah, well, that, that was spread across the whole country a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, initially absolutely. linked to the the shooting <laughs> of that that young man. But that's right. The people that were rioting in Newcastle weren't doing it because someone got shot in Tottenham, were they? Oh no, absolutely. And you do get this kind of contagion factor. You know, they get people uh, people who are discontent just join the bandwagon, get rid of their frustrations. Not doing it in a constructive way, but doing it, you know, rather than kind of 
if it's young people who can't get a job or in a dead-end job or whatever, you think they'd think to themselves, well, why don't I volunteer? Why don't I try to get something on my CV, volunteer? Even I don't get paid, but at least I'm doing something. I can show people I really do want to work and so on. That's a constructive way of doing it. This is not... You know what, you know what we sound like, though, don't you? What, old Co- fuddy-duddies? We're a couple of old farts, yeah. Yeah, we are. I know, we are. <laughs> hey, man, what are you doing up this time of the morning? I know, exactly. This is crazy. I can't believe it. So you've got Carrie at, at, at quarter past six. What? <laughs> Go and have a lie down or a cup of coffee. Carrie, good to talk to you. Thank you. Sir Kerry Cooper, Professor of Psychology and Health at Lancaster University. Let's get the Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, there's a lane closed between Junction 11 for Luton and 12 for Flitwick because the uh, lorry's broken down. It's just near the Toddington services, but it's not causing any delays at the moment. In Walken on Bennington Road, that's been closed because of an accident earlier at the uh, and bridge maintenance work going on there because of that at the High Street. And in Coastal on the A404, there's roadworks going on at Wilton Lane, so that could cause some delays. Looking at the train departure boards, the 614 service from Bedford to Sutton that calls at Luton at 654. 6.34 is delayed. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy! Yes? What are you doing to celebrate today National Paul Scoynes Day? Oh, well, I'll, I'll listen to him. Talking. That's how I'll celebrate. Not really got the spirit of it, mate. Not really got the spirit of him. I could bake a cake when it says Paul Scoynes on it. That would be awesome, thanks. That's the spirit of it. <laughs> Baking a cake, yes, please, boss. 6.17, it's uh, the, the Thursday, the 7th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man from Luton has been charged by counter-terrorism police investigating allegations of fraud linked to extremists travelling to Syria. Polls open for the uh, general election at 7 o'clock with voters in Bedford facing the biggest number of ballot papers in the country with five different elections taking place there. And Twitter is in meltdown as people rush to post selfies of themselves wearing glasses for national Paul Scoyne's Day. Sees Three Counties Radio. Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. But I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Kev. Hey, good morning, Ian. What you got for us? Happy National Paul Scoins Day, by the way. Oh, happy National Paul Scoins Day to you. It's easy for you to say. That is a mouthful, absolutely. Well, anyway. (laughs) He'll be pleased to hear. Steady. No steady. Yeah, steady on. Steady but on. I want I to take you back to the last track that you played on Monday. Oh, flipping it. I don't know what the last track was I, I played here. Now, what What was it? Harry, Harry Balafonte. Oh, Matilda. Matilda. Yes? Yes. 
What is your perspective on this Caribbean music? Because, I mean, I had to listen to it for nearly two years, you know, played on the kettle drums every night. Why? Did I you live you in what? the Caribbean? Yes, I lived in the Bahamas. Oh, oh. Uh, what do I think of it? I, I think it's a lot of fun, and I could never get tired of that. You're joking. They're a mucky bunch. What, what the Caribbeans? Absolutely. What do you mean, mucky? Well, yes... You listen to that, um, well, the innuendos that come from half the songs oh, anyway. Oh, I mean, yes, they're, they're, it, it, but that's their equivalent. The, the Calypso is their equivalent of the Carry On film. Yes. Right, OK, so can you solve the mystery? The big, the big mystery? What's the big mystery? Well, it's, it's been made a traditional song now. Everyone sings it, everyone knows oh, are you the it. Oh, are you the guy that just tweeted me that thing? Who put the pepper in the Vaseline? I, I thought, why is some bloke... Look, we know what, now we know what Kev looks like. Look, Kev looks like this. Oh, Kev, is that you? Look, 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 look. I, yeah, I, I, I can hear more hair. Left. Yeah, I can hear hey? more hair. Uh, I, wondered, I wondered, why is this bloke tweeting me this? Go on, all right, so, so do... OK, so go on. It's not too rude, is it? No, it isn't. OK, well, do, do it then. Well, that's, that's it. Uh, two sissies living in an apartment, they don't pay any rent, and then they do a runner. But before they do a runner... Someone puts pepper in the Vaseline. Yes. The police chief goes around. Yeah. Okay, uh, mm. to investigate. What? And, yeah, well, basically, I mean, they've left, they've done a runner. And. I have to guess out. who they are. Yeah, we don't know who they are. Hang on, let me have a think. Hang on a second. Let me just. Um... So they put. There's two sissies. Or sisters. Two sissies. Sissies. Living in an apartment. They don't, and they don't pay any rent, do they? No. Nope. Not a single cent. Do they leave anything for the maid? Uh, no, no. not a cent. And what, they, someone put pepper where? In the Vaseline. Okay. I would say Vaseline, but you've gone for the Z, okay. And then what happened? Well, the police went around to investigate. Yeah. And, uh, the policeman's mouth started burning. Right. Oh!
would you say the Everly Brothers look like, Kelly Betts? Ghosts. Well, one of them old is... Old-fashioned ghosts. Old-fashioned ghosts. An old-fashioned ghost to me is a, a, a sheet with uh, eye holes cut out. No, before them. Oh, like oh. the hooded the hooded them. lady. Just after them. In between in between in the between two? In between those okay, two. Yeah. Monk. Yeah, sorry? A monk. Um, yeah, it could be. The detective. What's he got? What was his gimmick? OCD. He was, well, OCD. Every detective has a gimmick. Uh, Monk's was, he was OCD. So it's House, isn't he? House is um, a, a, an Englishman pretending to be an American. He's, no, he's um, uh, crippled, isn't he? As That's well his... as. Is he OCD yeah, as well? Yeah, I think he's got a few things. I'd never watch House. I refuse to watch House. I Why? Because I... you know that he doesn't talk like Hugh, that. Hugh Laurie betrayed us. <clears throat> he betrayed a generation. Now, <laughs> as well as being National Paul Scoynes Day, it's also General Election Day. I'm not allowed to say any more than that. Literally not allowed to say any more than that. So we were wondering, what do we talk about today? Well, yesterday we got a call from Barry in Houghton Regis, who suggested that we talk about this weekend's big celebrations, Kelly! Woo! <clears throat> what big celebrations? V-Day. You only know that because you read it on the screen. There isn't anything on my screen. <gasps> OK, so she's just ruined the next three hours of... No, 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 she's not, because Kelly, uh, I think, shows that... She's got the gift. Oh, yeah. She's got the gift of the gab. Uh, VE Day celebrations. I'm having to do a minute silence tomorrow because I'm broadcasting on BBC Local Radio. All BBC Local Radio tomorrow at three o'clock will be having a minute silence. Pourquoi? I don't know. Uh, Catherine, what is going on? Three days of celebrations will be going on. That's uh, been planned this year. Normally, we don't do anything really for VE Day, do we? But tomorrow, a service of remembrance will be held at the Cenotaph in London, including a national two-minute silence at three in the afternoon, marking the moment that Winston Churchill broadcast his historic speech to formally announce the end of the war. On Saturday at around 11 o'clock, cathedrals across the country will be invited to ring their bells in celebration. And then on Sunday, a service of thanksgiving will be held at Westminster Abbey, attended by veterans and their families as well as members of the royal family and diplomats. And then Blue are doing a concert on the telly, I think. Exciting times, yes. Uh, 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 what's going on locally? Well, loads of stuff. In Buckinghamshire, for example, there'll be a ceremonial beacon on top of Coombe Hill. Let's celebrate by burning stuff. Yes. Once the Queen has lit the principal beacon outside Windsor Castle at half past nine tomorrow night, Buckinghamshire's Lord Lieutenant Sir Henry Aubrey Fletcher will light his beacon in the shape of a V <laughs> so it can be seen across the Aylesbury Vale. It'll form a chain Sticking of... Sticking two fingers up to the Germans, aren't we? I think it's V for victory, but if you like. Yeah. It'll form a chain of more than 100 official beacons across the country in remembrance of the celebration of the end of the Second World War in Europe. Now, in Luton, there'll be a public event from <coughs> half seven to half nine outside the town hall near the War Memorial. I don't think Blue are going to that one. No. Nope. The celebrations will include performances by dance groups and singers showcasing songs and dance styles from the 40s, mm. so that'll be a bit of fun. Yeah. Uh, Luton will also be participating in a beacon light lighting ceremony featuring the reading of a tribute to remember those who sacrificed their lives at home and abroad. OK, so there's there's lots going on. Two-minute silence. The question Beacons. is, are, are, are that many people bothered? Justin took it to the streets. Pub day. End of the week. Yeah, obviously the voting. So, yeah. That's uh, Thursday. Oh, that's Thursday, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Friday. Well, it's the end of the week. It's VE day. I thought it was VE day last week. No, no. Not a lot. Probably going to look at some Lego with my son. <laughs> VE day? No. Playing Babington, Friday okay. morning. Just been on a pub walk. OK. Getting over the general election. This Friday, sir, does that day mean anything to you at all and what will you be doing? Friday, it's VE day. Thank you. There's a lot of people died for that day. Mm. I mean, incredibly, a lot of people I'm talking to here in Tring, A, they don't know about it, and B, this is staggering, they couldn't care less. Uh, 
Unfortunately, people don't respect it these days. Uh, the traffic won't stop. Uh, people just walk past. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. It's, it's just ignorance, in, yeah. in my opinion. I, I like it when Justin does his upset British voice. Yeah, people just will not. I mean, I, I don't know. Is anybody going to be bothered? Well, Catherine? I mean, that gentleman was. <laughs> some people know about it. I'd suggest ex-servicemen may be more in touch with the, the British Legion and they may know about it. And yep. they're very passionate about it. But the Peace Pledge of the Union, uh, also a pacifist organisation, doesn't think we should be celebrating the end of the war at all. And they say that the things to do with um, the military get unfair special treatment. I don't know whether that's true in this case. People don't really know about it. But the Royal British Legion thing is a great idea. They're encouraging people to throw a party to remember those who died in the war. They also say that people who remember the war should be invited to the events and treated like celebrities and made to feel very special. Speaking of feeling very special, look at Eddie celebrating National Paul Scoring Day in bed. Gosh! In bed. Beds. Aren't our listeners gorgeous? Go on to Twitter, follow at Ian Lee, and uh, I'm going to retweet these. Or just click on the hashtag, uh, hashtag, NPSD. People taking selfies, I hate that word, uh, wearing glasses. I like that word to celebrate National Paul Scoynes Day. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. One northbound, there's a lane closed between Junction 11 for Luton and 12 for Flittick because the lorry's broken down near the Toddington services. Looking at the cameras, it's looking very busy there now. On the M25, it's still looking very quiet, but on the North Orbiter Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout, it's starting to build up. In Walken on Bennington Road, that's been closed in both directions because of an accident earlier at the high streets. There's bridge maintenance work going on. And in Milton Keynes on the A421 standing way, that's still looking quiet, but the road works at the Kingston and roundabouts that could cause some delays. Smelt the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A man from Luton has been charged by counter-terrorism police investigating allegations of fraud linked to extremists travelling to Syria. Polls open for the general election at 7 o'clock with voters in Bedford facing the biggest number of ballot papers in the country with five different elections taking place there. And police in High Wycombe say they're treating the latest incidents of car vandalism in the town as a priority. Four people have already been charged in connection with criminal damage to almost 200 50 vehicles in the town in March and April. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Former Watford and England manager Graham Taylor has strongly denied allegations he was pressurised to limit the number of black players he selected for the national team. Extracts from a book printed in the Guardian newspaper allege Taylor made the claim to former Birmingham striker Richie Moran at an event at Watford in the 1999-2000 season. He's taken me by complete surprise because I cannot remember anything about it at all. I certainly never during my time the Football Association had any FA people coming up to me and telling me which team to pick and to pick less black players. I would have remembered that. Barcelona have one foot in the Champions League final after a 3-0 win over Bayern Munich. Three goals in the last 13 minutes, two from Lionel Messi and one from Neymar gave the Spanish side victory in last night's semi-final first leg. The Football League playoffs get underway tonight with the semi-final first leg matches in League One. Chesterfield host Preston, who were pipped to automatic promotion by Milton Keynes Dons on Sunday and Sheffield United are at home to Swindon. Britain's Amir Khan 
says he could fight Floyd Mayweather in September. Mayweather took his unbeaten record to 48 fights with a one-sided points victory over Manny Pacquiao at the weekend and is expected to make his next fight his last. Khan had previously suggested the timing of Ramadan would rule him out. I'm not ruled out because it's possible I could fight in September, yeah, because he normally fights mid-September and also... um, Ramadan is going to be a little bit earlier this year, so obviously it gives me enough time to get the training done and everything, so it, it, it can happen in September. And in tennis, Andy Murray beat Philip Kohlschreiber in three sets at the Madrid Open, but Roger Federer is out after losing to the young Australian Nick Kyrgios. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. <laughs> Don't be afraid of your freedom! Stones. Was that this? No. What was the song? Someone. Oh, I need. A, I need a, another forty-one-year-old man. They get done for it. Yeah, they got done for it. 
wasn't there. I thought it was this, but um, no, maybe it was this. Oh, blimey. I need a 41-year-old man to phone me up, please. Or maybe a 43-year-old man, a little bit, little bit more worldly wise. Yeah. It was, yeah, the Verve did, but there was there was somebody else around this time that that, that ripped it maybe that ripped off the, the Rolling Stones and got done for it. Um, and I can't think what that song was. Anyway, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number for that. Also, the Samson effects who uh, lost their powers when they cut their hair. Who have so, we got so, so far? So far, we've got Michael Bolton. Yep. David Ginola. Yep. Pat Sharp. Pat Sharp. Hang on. Hang on. And I thought of another one, Kenny G. Kenny G. Where's he now? Well, exactly. Doesn't he own Starbucks or something? Kenny G doesn't own Starbucks. He owns something big. No, 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 yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah, he does. Not Starbucks. That's, um, uh, if I've, memory serves me correct, this is a, a, a one for you pub quiz uh, fans. Starbucks is owned by uh, Tony Starr and Michael Bucks. No. Yes, that is Gosh, absolutely that expl- true. That explains such a lot. Doesn't it? Does so. Yeah. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Honestly, bless you everybody. Hashtag NPSD. I mean, just look at some of the pictures that are coming up. Wow. Look, there's a young Paul Scoins there. He's in for such a surprise when he uh, wakes up. <laughs> Do you think he'll phone us first before his lawyer? Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. We'll get scoins on. What have you got in the papers, mate? There's loads of stuff in the papers today. They've been holding back, obviously, because yep. today we're limited on what we can talk about. Yep, right, yep, page yep. 17 of the Daily Mirror, I noticed this, right? Yeah, cool, You're walking down the subway and you think, who's that playing really loudly, as if they're in a massive stadium? It, well, if it's in London, it's 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 um, uh, probably the spec. There's a specky guy that plays a Fender guitar all the time. Mm-hmm. He looks like um, the Proclaimer's withered third brother. When I went... He's uh, good, though. When I went to London recently, there was a bloke playing to a backing track and I think that's oh, cheating. They do that a lot. They do that. As you know, I'm not a fan of buskers. They're, they're, they're very, very few good buskers. Right, well, let's listen to this then. Yeah. Commuters on the New York subway were stunned to discover that four old hippie buskers were actually you two. That's my worst nightmare. Playing I told you about when I went to a gig to see Cat Stevens and you two came out as the, the surprise support actor. Everyone went mental. I'm going, oh, flipping it. We're going to be here for ages now listening to this rubbish. But I never really liked you two. I didn't really get it until I did, went to Live 8 and I was near the back. Maybe it's because I was near the back. Oh. I got the full effect, the full stadium rubbish. effect. I thought they were brilliant. No, mate, you didn't. I did. He hypnotised you. Liked so they were busking it. in New York, were yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Thousands walked past without oh. recognising Bono and his bandmates, who we all know have a joint account. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. obviously they're putting a few more pennies in. Yeah, exactly. Every penny counts. They the, won't be paying tax on that, guys. The rockers. That money won't. That money money won't be spent in Ireland. The rockers. I think it will because they've got. They, don't they own a big hotel there? Yeah, they don't own a bank account in Ireland though. Is that so? Yeah, <laughs> that that'll get spent in Monaco or so, some offshore bank. Well, they're not spending it on clothes. The rockers wore sc- scruffy disguises. No, I think that's just their normal clothes. And performed the set at the Grand Central Station as part. Oh, oh, it wasn't just impromptu. No, it's part of a US TV. They show. never are. They never are. The best one, of course, is Paul McCartney uh, in uh, "Give My Regards to Broad Street," a very strange, uh, almost unwatchable film, busking outside the tube station, but shot from a long way away. That's good, and he's playing yesterday. That's good, Patrick. Ian, good morning. How old are you, Patrick? Forty. Uh, 48. Oh, you're so grown up! You're so much cooler than I could ever <laughs> hope to be! What you got for us, Patrick? Primal Scream, get your rocks off. Oh! No! 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 That, that oh. whole album, what was that album called? Because that was the only Primal Scream album I can listen to because it's got tunes in it. Oh, I feel foolish. No, 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 don't! But that whole album is a brilliant album and it rips off the stones mercilessly. But there's a song... There was a direct rip-off. There was a direct rip-off where they actually lifted a bit of music and... Uh, um, that was the Verve. Maybe it was the Verve. 
Oh, sorry about that. No, don't... Patrick, don't apologise. Listen, we can turn this around. What are you doing to celebrate National Paul Scoynes Day? Well, I've, I've left me black glasses at work, so I can't even put them on to show you. You're not allowed to wear your own anyway, well, I found out. Well, what you can do, guys, and this... What you can do is if you've got a thick black marker pen, yeah. you can draw glasses on your face. That oh, counts. Oh, good idea. I, I'm going to go and find the Sharpie now. We'll send you a picture. Patrick, you send us a picture of you with um, some glasses drawn on, please, mate. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you very much do. indeed. Oasis, of course, famously rip everybody off all the time. Mostly the Beatles. Well, mostly the Beatles. Could you find Kelly Betts? I think it's by Neil Innes, I-double-N-E-S. I think it's called O O to be an idiot or free to be an idiot or something. And Oasis completely ripped it off. Really? To the point where Neil Innes sued them and he's now got a writing credit on... um, well, it's the one that goes... Free to be whatever I choose. Whatever I choose and I'll sing the blues if I want. Bear that in mind. You know how you say a song and I instantly forget it? Yes. Go on then. Neil Innes, I-double-N-E-S. Like, free to be an idiot. Or the idiot. The idiot song. The idiot song. You got it? Face says no. The face yes, no, 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 face no. often oh. says no. You got it? Yeah, but not by him. Who by whom? Katie Mellower. No! no! What? <laughs> Flipping heck! Um, um, oh, blimey. All right. Well, you, 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 don't, you, don't you worry, my love. You carry on. You, all right, thank this. you. You do another story. Right, so Michael Bolton, David Ginola, Pat Sharp, Kenny yeah. G. Who else lost their powers when they How got their How sweet hair? to be an idiot. Oh, okay. Thank you. Right. Who else lost their powers when they lost this, their We're hair? only doing this up until 7 o'clock, guys, then we clamber out of the uh, the rabbit hole. And we never speak of it again. We never speak of it again. Uh, how to cut down... Uh, no, excuse me. How to improve productivity, cu- cut down on office emails. That seems obvious to me. I don't send them. I oh, don't mate, them. you sit next to me and send me emails. Exactly. You sit next to me and send me emails. Then we send emails to Kelly, You sat on the next row of desks. Yeah, but that's only because we have a very special kind of language between us. Oh, yeah, we're rude about everybody in the office. <laughs> Sending emails to colleagues in the same building harms productivity and should be banned, a leading psychologist it would, says. It would be more harmful if we spoke it out loud. Firms should also encourage staff not to check their work email account during their time off. Hey! 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 What? Hey! What's the Says Professor Sir Kerry Cooper! Get him back he on! He's been on the radio! I used to know that guy! I used to know that guy! How cool is that? Very. An avalanche... It just shows you I never read past the headline when I'm, I'm doing this bit. An avalanche of often unnecessary staff emails contributes to work overload, our culture of long hours, and damages a company a, a company's output. We've embraced technology almost too much, he says. He's right. Emails are damaging us. We don't control them. They control us. Do you know what I've done to avoid the um, office email? Yeah. Anything that's not direct to me yep. is in a different colour. Yeah. Don't read it. No, I don't even read. So sing Oasis. Which one? The one, That one. I'm free to be whatever I... Get ready for it. How sweet to be an idiot As harmless as a cloud Too small to hide the sun Oh, 
This is an accent. You're there arguing in the defence of Gallagher. I, I can see how you can, you know, be by mistake, by coincidence, how can that be, the same thing. How can that be a mistake? They're the same song. Not all the way through. It's just a no, but that bit, the, the, the good bit. The good and this bit's a little bit like the bit in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the bit in the middle. I don't... They go a bit psychedelic. I mean, he's nicked this. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Neil Innes. We'll get him on the show one. He's been on the show, hasn't he, Neil? No, he said he wouldn't. He oh, he's going to do the travel, wasn't he? You can't... Here we go, here we go, here we go. You can't say that that's accident. Anyway, the court of law found that it wasn't an accident and gave him loads of money for it. But I still love you. Oh, Neil Innes. Right, we've got to do this. Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. For beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, there's a lane closed northbound just before Junction 12 for Flitwick, and it is starting to look very busy there now, which is causing some delays. There are also delays on the M1 southbound past Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. In Walken on Bennington Road, that's been closed in both directions because of an accident at the bridge, so there's maintenance work going on there at the High Street. And in Borehamwood on the A1 southbound, there are queues building up from the Holiday Inn towards the Stirling Corner. Looking at the train departure boards, there's no problem showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. We'll have Justin Dealey soon with whatever he fancies. I know we've got a hot chocolate tribute coming at some point. Also want to play What's the Story Morning Glory. Before that, 6.46, Thursday the 7th of May, it's National Paul Scoynes Day. Taking my glasses off and putting them back on. A man from Luton has been charged by counter-terrorism police investigating allegations of fraud linked to extremists travelling to Syria. Polls open for the general election at 7 o'clock with voters in Bedford facing the biggest number of ballot papers in the country, with five different elections taking place there. And police in High Wycombe say they're treating the latest incidents of car vandalism in the town as a priority. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Hello, very good morning to you. Well, today's going to be a lot calmer than it has been over the last couple of days because the winds are lighter. There'll still be some showers around, but there'll be slightly fewer and further between and they won't be quite as heavy either, I don't think, as they have been over the last couple of days. But it's a fairly dry, bright start for most of us. We could get an area of cloud through the middle part of the morning that may give us a few showers um, across the three counties. It's always possible. Some of them could be heavy at times, but I think for the most part, they'll tend to be fairly light. Um, there'll be lots of dry, bright weather, of course, in between. Some places will stay dry all day. Some good spells of sunshine. Top temperatures today up to 16 or 17 degrees, 63 in Fahrenheit. So not a bad looking day at all with much lighter winds. Overnight tonight, we'll see uh, quite a cloudy night to come, I think. Uh, lows of around 8 or 9 degrees, so not too chilly. Perhaps a few spots of rain into tomorrow morning. And tomorrow, lots of dry weather around, lots of brightness too, but we might just see a few spots of rain, perhaps most likely towards western areas of Buckinghamshire for a time through the middle part of the day. Highs of around 8 to 18 degrees. And then as we head into Saturday, blustery showers, but the weather really improves quite dramatically on Sunday. It's looking dry with lots of sunshine. That's where it will stay with the temperatures climbing into next week. That's the forecast. Thank you. The general election on the BBC. Tonight, we're bringing you the general election like never before. From 10, we'll be across all the counts in beds, hearts and bucks. Voting's over here in Welland, here in Hamilton. We'll be going through the night to make sure you hear what's happening where you live first, right here. Election 2015. Tonight from 10, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh no, get lost, Mumford. Meant to play this. BBC Introducing, we'll find out who, what, why, where, when and why after this. I'm sitting opposite you On this table for two You reach for your glass And I reach for mine You're drinking water, I'm drinking wine I'm looking around the room Avoiding with you Where's the waiter Where is this meal My lips are moving Your lips are sealed But the words that I spoke They got stuck in my throat As I started to joke It just laughed and you joke People started to stare As I fell off my chair And I'm gasping for air But you don't seem to care They got stuck in my throat as I started to joke It just laughed and you joke People started to stare as I fell off my chair And I'm gasping for breath but you don't seem to get Mouth. 
Scream and shout, nothing out. Open mouth. Scream and shout, nothing out. Open mouth. Scream and shout, nothing out. Open mouth. Scream and shout, nothing out. Good track. Good track. Mm. Turntable hits? Yeah, I think so. Well, it's, it's playing on your programme, so that must be a turntable hit. Well, let's find out exactly who those guys were. Kelly Betts? Lower Atlantis. Atlantis, the lost city of Atlantis. From Watford. From Donovan, the lost city of Atlantis. Welcome to Atlantis, the lost city thereof. I'm you Donovan. really do know how to ruin cool, don't you? Donovan's not cool, he's a plum. Hey, i tell you what's cool is this. The same song. That first bit is, and then it goes. It's the, that's all you need to steal. Mm. Justin. Yes, boss. I know later on. Uh, you must be heartbroken, man. I don't know how. And BB King's going to be soon as well. Uh, do you know what? At the moment, it's just an absolute nightmare. If, if you're a music lover, we've had uh, Percy Sledge recently, and now, of course, Errol Brown, Hot Chocolate 71, a tribute package on the way later on. Beautiful. But, boss, let me ask you this. Yes, mate. I believe in miracles. Where are you from? <laughs> you sexy thing. Exactly. Uh, this may cheer up some Hot Chocolate fans a bit later on. We have the uh, voices from Tring in this package Beautiful. and you will love them. Beautiful. Also as well as you know it's National Paul Scoynes Day yes, I yes. just wonder if you could go out and take it to the streets and ask how people are celebrating if they've got <laughs> any messages of support for Paul Scoynes. <laughs> that would be my absolute pleasure and delight. <laughs> I know it would mate. I know it would uh, but first you've yeah. got a busy morning today. Yes. Uh, we've been asking uh, the Samson effect who's lost their special powers once they've cut their hair. Who have we got so far Catherine? We have got D Michael Bolton, David Ginola Pat Sharp and Kenny G. It's a strong list. It's a very strong list. Very, very strong. I've been on the streets this morning. Beautiful out here today, actually. Yesterday hey. it was uh, raining. Today the sun is shining. Yeah. Sensational. I've been on the streets asking people... <laughs> Don't laugh at him, Kelly. ...asking people for the celebrities who have cut their hair and lost their power. Here, boss, is the word on the street. What's the Madam, celebrities who have cut their hair off and lost their power. Pet shop. Rodney, how are you, sir? Very well, thank you. Lovely. Uh, Chris Waddle. So, when he was at Tottenham, he had the mullet, and you honestly believe that, that once he cut that off and he played for Sheffield Wednesday, he wasn't as good? Uh, correct, yes. I would probably say so, along with Kevin Keegan. Yeah. He went to uh, Juventus, was it, or one of them teams, cut his mullet off and never played as well as again. So you think there's a, a significant power in somebody's hair then? Yes. OK, interesting stuff. Thanks for your time. Not a problem. Let's get the Spanish perspective. Hola. Hola. Um, celebrities who have cut their hair and then lost their power. Bono. Yeah, but he's still got a talent, hasn't he? You don't, you don't like their music anymore? No. Hey. Wow, that's an intro. OK, well, I'll take it. Thank you. Thank you. Great Spanish perspective. Adios. Thank you. Bye.
Adios. 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 <laughs> Kelly's got a good one. Go Brittany's oh. still got long hair, hasn't she? No, you can't do Britney. Do you she shaved it off? Though? Yeah, she was she having a crisis. Yeah, but still, still, but still, Justin. That's harsh. That's that, really harsh. That one. Harsh. Oh. Harsh. Are you the horrible one? I'm, well, I'm on Kelly's side. Well, you're you are both you, horrible. One. She's allowed to diss a multi-millionaire pop star. If you're allowed to diss a woman who, who, who um, knitted some things. Oh come on! I no. want the only one dissing her. Right, hang on, Justin. Two this morning, OK? okay Let's okay. squeeze these in on uh, National Paul Scoins Day. Mm. Silly Billy. Silly Billy. I pick a headline, you've got to try and work out what the story is. Generally, there's very little connection. Mm. Silly Billy. Um, is this a, about uh, a man called Billy, who was silly, ended up in a hospital because he was laughing too much? A, a man called Billy, who was very, very silly, he ended up burning his willy. No! <laughs> it's not. It's not. Catherine Boyle, Silly Billy. Is it to do with a goat? No. <laughs> Kelly Burt, no. <laughs> Simple as that. Kelly Burt's. You'll never get it in a million years. Uh, can we have a clue? Yeah, Silly Billy. <laughs> silly Billy. Billy Piper. Actor Matt LeBlanc has compared his sitcom Friends with the works of William Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I've definitely. only ever seen one episode of Friends, and I've seen that episode twice. And how many Shakespeare's have you seen? <laughs> too, too many. Let's be honest, Shakespeare is rubbish. Oh, it's not? No, no. Apart Come from on. Much Ado About Nothing, the rest of them are rubbish. No. Rubbish. Uh, we've got one more. Oh, we've got one. You, you might get this. Uh, Kelly, we'll start with you. Right. It's a koala. It's a koala. It's a koala. Is it a Siamese koala bear? No, it's not, Justin. Um, is this a koala bear which has uh, gone wrong? It's been mated uh, <laughs> with, with maybe uh, a bird or something and it's gone wrong. <laughs> Mated. It's been mated <laughs> with a bird and it's gone wrong. Gosh. I think it's a drunk koala bear. It's had ale. No! Do you want to carry on that sentence? Or has it got drunk on um, off leaves? And where's it gone? Uh, OK. A koala bear wandered into the waiting room of a hospital's A&E department in Sydney. Oh. I don't know how that makes the newspaper. That's nasty. And I've been through all of the papers today, Justin, apart from the big ones, mm -hmm. and I've not seen anything about National Pool Scoring Day. Hashtag MPSD. I've not Arrogance. seen one thing Arrogance. about it. It's, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I think some of the newspapers are, are just trying to ignore it and hoping that it will go away. It won't go it's away, go, it's, it's not going away. It won't go away. We, you ignore us, we come back louder. Yes. <laughs> we come back louder. Justin, take that to the streets. We'll yes. get that on your hot chocolate package later on. Excellent. Uh, and we're going to try... We're going to try and speak to the big man himself at around uh, 10 to 8, just. 10 to 8. 10 to 8. So maybe you want to be around for a bit of that as well. Yeah, no problem at all, Chief. All right, fella. See you later on. Thank you. Ta-ta. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Let's have some Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M1 northbound because the lorry's broken down just before Junction 12 for Flitix. That's starting to cause some queues. Southbound on the M1, it's also busy past Junction 10 for Luton Airport towards 9 for Redbourne. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's busy between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. In Walken on Bennington Road, that's still closed in both directions at the High Street because of bridge maintenance work after an accident yesterday.
Saturday evening. And on the train departure boards, there's no major delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you. There's still so much in the papers. Swats and thickos, the shoelace cat. And the Daily Mail, page 21. Well, that whole page was in the newspaper yesterday about Kirsten Dunst. The whole page. They've just... They've just copied a page and put it back in there, thinking no-one will notice. Deary, deary me, lazy, lazy, lazy. I mean, we're all scrabbling around for stories today, but... Guys, we're about to climb out of the rabbit hole. Let's never mention haircuts again, although we will continue to celebrate National Paul Scoins Day. Hashtag NPSD, guys. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, polls opening for the general election. Luton man charged by anti-terror police and police say high Wycombe vandalism is a priority. BBC Three Counties Radio. Polling stations across the United Kingdom have just opened and votes are being cast to elect 650 MPs at Westminster. Voters in Bedford face the biggest number of ballot papers in the country. There are five different elections taking place there. More from Carol Abercrombie. As well as the general election, many people are also voting for local councillors. The unitary authorities of Milton Keynes, Luton, Bedford and Central Beds are going to the polls. Voters in Bedford can also elect a mayor. There's a referendum for everyone in Bedfordshire on raising council tax to pay for policing. In Milton Keynes, there's a referendum on the future development of the town centre. In Hearts and Bucks, there are also district elections in 14 councils. One man from Luton and five men from London have been charged by counter-terrorism police, investing allegations of fraud linked to extremists travelling to Syria. 38-year-old Ibrahim Anderson from Luton and the five men from London are facing charges of conspiracy to defraud and will appear before magistrates today. Police in High Wycombe say they are treating the latest incidents of car vandalism in the town as a priority. Four people have already been charged in connection with criminal damage to almost 250 vehicles in the town in March and April. Officers initially linked those offences with the inquest verdict on local man Habibullah. More from Tony Fisher. Police say there have been 18 additional offences of criminal damage in High Wycombe over two evenings. Ten vehicles were vandalised on Bank Holiday Monday and eight last Thursday. Police are asking members of the public to remain vigilant and report any suspicious activity. A jury has watched the CCTV recording of the moment a shop worker in Aylesbury was stabbed in the neck by a mental health patient. The employee in his 20s nearly died and eight months later is still in hospital. 63-year-old David Clark, who's homeless, denies attempted murder and wounding with intent. Catherine de Costa was at Reading Crown Court. The jury was shown CCTV footage of the moments leading up to the attack at Babs Food and Wine Store on Buckingham Street in Aylesbury last September. The images show Mr Clark walk up to the counter to order some lager as a shop worker bent down. Mr Clark is seen stabbing him in the back of the neck with a kitchen knife before casually leaving the store. He's then seen walking down the street, getting into a black taxi 
and returning to the Whiteleaf Mental Health Centre where he'd been staying. An injured woman had to be cut free by firefighters after a two-car collision in Milton Keynes last night. An injured man was released before crews arrived. It happened just before 8.30 at the Knoll Hill roundabout at the junction of the H5 Child's Way and the V4 Watling Street. In sport, former Watford and England manager Graham Taylor has strongly denied allegations. He was pressured to limit the number of black players he selected for the national team. Extracts from a book printed in the Guardian newspaper allege Taylor made the claim at an event at Watford in the 1999-2000 season. The weather, a mixture of cloud and sunny intervals, a maximum temperature today, 16 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Oh, I've just clicked on the hashtag NPSD. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> scroll down, cat. Scroll down. It just gets better and better. <laughs> oh, if you're not on Twitter, and I know that the majority of you aren't. I'm so sorry. You really are missing out. If you are, hashtag MPSD and then just scroll down and enjoy. It's National Paul Scoins Day and... Um... <laughs> it's making me laugh so much. Oh, dear. This is quite possibly the funniest, most exclusive thing we've ever done. <laughs> David's tweeted, you, Happy Paul's Coins Day, everybody. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. oh, I can't do I can't do this. Across beds, hearts and hearts. <laughs> this is BBC Three Counties Radio. Some ideas coming through as to how we celebrate as well. On, on oh, tracks. you're making me laugh so much, you look, laugh. Look at this, Mark and Milton Keynes on Scoins Day. Everyone should have mushroom soup for lunch. <laughs> This is um, like when um, Egypt... Do you remember the, the Arab Spring? Right? I, yeah, I remember. Um, I mean, it's all gone, you know, the, 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 the nipples up now. But at the time, it was so exciting. And the, the, the way a lot of us were finding out about that and about oppression in Iran was through Twitter. Mm. Well, this is the English equivalent. This is the same... What is happening on Twitter now is the English equivalent of the Arab Spring. It's, it's like national, wildfire. It's National Paul Scoins Day, everybody. <laughs> And it really is making me laugh so much. Hashtag NPSD, click on it. Uh, now, we've been very naughty, and, and uh, Snuffers, you're right to point this out, and apologies. In the, we're still, we're still fine-tuning it. The first hour of the show, we go down the rabbit hole. We don't talk about it after 7 o'clock. We don't. Because if you can't be bothered to get up and listen between 6 and 7, well, then more fool you. Yeah, we'd, we'd really rather you rang us up, to be honest. Yeah. But, here's... but we've got some texters, and we must remember, because Kath sits in this studio, we'll, we'll open, tomorrow we'll open up we'll the open machine. All right. But we've got some texters. Don't give away what they're about, though, because the slackers that have just tuned in now don't deserve to know. But read out what you can. OK, Cliff Richard and Kevin Costner says Snuffers. I agree, Snuffers. Yeah, I do agree, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, Stephen Kings Langley said uh, the Undertaker from WWE. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll give you that definitely. Um, that's it. Well, and we've also got this from Stephen Arsley. Carter, the unstoppable sex machine, got sued by the Rolling Stones for the lyric "Goodbye Ruby Tuesday" in their song after the Watershed released get, in '91. You get sued for that? You must have TM'd it. Oh, what have you TM'd? You TM'd, TM, didn't you? I, I TM'd, well, I TM'd trademark. I couldn't TM, TM because the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi had already done oh, that. right, OK. So, um, How much do I owe him now for saying TM? A fair bit. I think he's dead, isn't he? Is the Maharishi dead? I think the Maharishi's dead. I used to like the Maharishi. 
Oh, John Lennon of the Beatles, give me a lot of money. That's his voice. That's how he spoke. He yeah. spoke like a really effeminate, posh Indian girl. And he had amazing hair. Oh, Paul McCartney of the Beatles, I teach you, I give you a mantra. Only George Harrison keep it up. Um, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us uh, a call. Now, car windows have uh, been smashed in High Wycombe for the third month in a row. Ten more cars were attacked in the uh, Holmes Farmway area as two men on a motorbike targeted a row of... That was the chair. Tar- What's that noise? What was that? Is that an earthquake? I don't know, but it allows me to interject a second, yeah. right? So there were ten cars on uh, Monday, yeah. but last Thursday there were eight, so it's 18 in the last Aye. week. Flipping heck. Um, four men have already been charged with causing damage to almost 250 vehicles be- between March and April. Well, these people in High Wycombe spoke to our reporter, Tony Fisher, after their car windows had been smashed. Would you like to give your name? Janet O'Hare. Tell us about what happened. We're, pu- we're standing by some cars that have obviously been vandalised. Yeah, nobody actually saw what had actually happened, but um, they've obviously gone along the footpath and um, smashed each window um, as they walked through. It's about ten cars, apparently, in total. Yes, yeah. We can see two or three at the moment parked right here with their their driver window smashed in. That's correct, but um, people have moved their vehicles and the next day um, the glass was swept up by the the local neighbours in support of their people who have been victimised. But these people are innocent people, aren't they? What's the, what's the reaction amongst uh, people living on this road? The reaction is shock, upset, a lot of support for each other and not really knowing what to do. There's nothing we can do other than be um, vigilant and speak out. My name's Clayton McLean. Tell us about what happened here to your car, Clayton. This is Saturday evening? Yes, yeah, Saturday evening. My neighbour, I think at number six, came down and just knocked on the door and said that um, quite a few of the cars were vandalised, and which obviously included mine. Um, that must have been about um, after 5, 5.30 thereabouts, which obviously is quite surprising because it was done in broad daylight, you know which was, you know, if someone's going to do something like this, surely they would do it in the evening where it's not, when it's dark and um, not much sort of happening, but done in um, broad daylight, which was and, surprising for us. And each time it seems to be the driver's window that's been smashed in. It's the driver's window, that's obviously correct. So they just basically went down one side, smashed and just disappeared um, just as quickly as they've uh, smashed the window. So What's... What's the feeling in the community like about all of this? The feeling is, well, from my point of view, it's um, it's not a nice feeling to find that your car's been vandalised and then to know that also it's the neighbours as well. And we're obviously very upset about it because it's going to cost us a lot of money now to do the repair. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yesterday, you may remember, I think it was yesterday, we had a picture of Nana. Uh, Nana had face paint done. Well, now we've been sent a picture of Gramps getting his... (laughs) getting his Paul Schoolings Memorial glasses drawn on with what looks like a permanent marker, Gramps. 
Thank you, Boogie Monsters. You're from your poor parents. Gramps getting his new glasses. Hashtag NPSD. <laughs> is that a pen? It's a pen, mate. That, that is not meant for face. That is not meant for face. I don't know whether we can condone this behaviour. <laughs> I, well, I can condone old people being vandalised by children. If they don't move fast enough, it's not that old fault. People be, we just had cars being vandalised, which is not good. Old people being vandalised by pens, and that's absolutely fine. Asking for it? Ever dr- oh, here we go, guys. Ever drawn on someone while they were asleep? 08459 <laughs> 455 555. It's just bants, isn't it? It's just bants. Yeah. Uh, you got any texts, or should I do this story about the kids playing outside? Let's do about the kids playing outside. Where have I put Oh, here it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, um, yeah, this is... Speaking about old people, what grumpy, miserable old so-and-so. If you've ever been told off by an old person... Yeah. Who's not re- related to you? The Usually, chi- with the words "go and play outside your own house." P- police questioned two young children and their mother for forty-five minutes. I do- I would be surprised if it was a question. I bet they just stopped and had a chat. After a neighbour called them to complain that they were playing in the street outside her house. Oh, so the neighbour didn't even tell them to move on, just f- phone the fuzz. Um, the four-year, four-year-old Tom Corden had been riding his go-kart. Those go-karts are such... They're the pedal ones. They're such hard work. They're really not worth the effort. My um, Twitter's just gone mental. Um, National Paul Scoyne's Day is trending in the UK. It's ranking number four. How is that even possible? <laughs> no, it's not, is it? This is what, uh, t- this is what T-Mobile are saying. What? NP- uh, MPSD. Really? Is now trending in the UK. It's ranking number four. How do I find out if that's true? <gasps> and where do I click to find out if it's true? <laughs> it is. Tim, we- Tim Wheeler's done one. <laughs> 60,000 people could have seen hashtag MPSD <laughs> since its first mention. Gosh. <laughs> oh, what have we done? We've created, a, we've created a monster. I mean, when he wakes up, he's going to be a star and he doesn't know it. We're trending, guys. We're the fourth biggest thing in the UK at the moment. Keep it coming, keep it coming. Anyway, sorry. Um, four-year-old Tom Corden had been riding his go-kart while six-year-old sister Zara... I like the name Zara, although it's like the shop, though, isn't it? It's like calling your kid next or... Yeah, but do you know why Zara Island. the Shop's called Zara the Shop? Go on. Because it was made in Zaragoza. I don't know what that means. Well, in the... Their Sunday afternoon in the sunshine was interrupted after a disgruntled neighbour complained about the noise outside her home. It's understood that the neighbour in her 60s had contacted police on previous occasions about the young children. What miserable so-and-so! Miss, uh, the mother said, uh, 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 the police van arrived and one of the officers asked me if the children could play a little further down the street. <gasps> I said no because I wanted to keep an eye on them. This is this is. T- I mean, uh, four and six. How noisy! I mean, did he have knives sticking out the side of his wheels or something? What on earth could be so objectionable about a kid playing on his go kart? Do you know? Do you, I mean, uh, I, I think we know. Uh, what we... Do you know what it is? We're not used to kids playing out anymore. No. And they're not used to being outside no, either. I know what it is. Well, I think it's just gone politically correct. That's what it's oh, gone. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, it wasn't nice for the children. We've always told them to respect the police. Uh, so they were getting confused. They keep asking now about the time the police came. <laughs> oh, dear. She said, some, she added, someone has said she may be annoyed. There aren't any fields here anymore, but that isn't my fault. We, is it a cul-de-sac? 
Oh, it's in a come on, you miserable... Which, which should be ideal for a kid to play come in. Come on, guys. More kids. I, I've ever been told off by uh, an old person who's not related to you. I got told off when I was seven by Nadine Long's granddad, of all people. At the end of the, 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 the row of houses, my street, I was about six houses away from mine, and I was fixing a kite on the pavement. Hey, hell do that, there, go! Hurry up! What were you fixing it with, like a sledgehammer oh, or something? I just know it, just the, 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 the bit of wood had popped out and I just had to pop it back in. You had the a go thing, at me. The thing is, you remember that. I remember being moved on for chalking on the pavement. I hope that's going to come off. Don't be mean to kids. 08459, is that the number here? Yes. Yeah, 455 555. Uh, when were you told off by an old person that you're not related to? You can text as well, eight. Eight one three double three. Sorry, I'm so excited that we're trending. That we're trending, Kelly Betts. Hashtag MPSD is the fourth biggest thing in the UK right now. And there's something else going on today as well. For beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, there are delays just before Junction 12 for Flitwick because of a lorry that's broken down there near the Toddington services. And southbound on the M1, it's slow from Junction 10 for Lewiston Airport to 9 for Redbourne. It's also looking busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. In Wilkin on Bennington Road, that's been closed because of bridge maintenance work going on because of an accident yesterday evening at the High Streets. And in Clubhill on the A6 Bedford Road, that's very busy between Back Street and the A507 southbound. On the train departure boards, there are no delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you so much. I mean... Yes, it is online bullying and, you know, we're not supposed to, but we're trending, guys! 7.16. It's uh, Thursday the 7th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Polling stations across the United Kingdom opened at 7 o'clock. Voters in Bedford faced the biggest number of ballot papers in the country with five different elections taking place there. A man from Luton has been charged by count, uh, counter-terrorism police investigating allegations of fraud linked to extremists travelling to Syria. Police in Iwickham say they are treating the latest incidents of car vandalism in the town as a priority. And hashtag MPSD, which stands for National Paul Scoins Day, is the fourth biggest trend on the Twitter system in the UK. And that's thanks to you guys. BBC Three Counties Radio. goes to the 2015 BAFTA Television Awards on BBC One. He'll be there. <gasps> Look what's in front of me. A sea of talented nominees. And so will this lot. This is a great honour. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. What an honour. Thank you. This is amazing. I'm glad we came now. The British Academy Television Awards with Graham Norton. I get to host TV's most glamorous night of the year. Sunday night at 8 on BBC One and BBC One HD. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. As well as being National Paul Scoins Day, hashtag MPSD, it's also a general election. That's literally all I can say about it. The law of the land is... I can't say anything more about it. So we were kind of scratching our head as to what we were going to talk about today. Well, Barry from House and Regis uh, got in touch and joins me on the line now. Morning, Barry. Morning, Ian. What was your suggestion? Well, my suggestion was that the other thing that's in the papers, lots of people have got, we're all talking about the um, 70th anniversary of the of VE Day, and there's lots of us around, people of my age, who um, 
for the first five or six years of their life never knew anything except war. We blew up, grew up in a war age. Well, you're lucky you didn't blow so- up in the war age, yes. You're lucky you did grow up in the war age. Well, yeah, I think we were, really, in some... Well, you know, but the point I was trying to make is that uh, we'd been promised what was going to happen when when the war was over, yeah. and um, suddenly it was, and we didn't quite know what to expect. Everything was going to be completely different. Um, and and then we all, you know, there was the big celebrations. I can remember actually on VE Day going up into the city centre where I lived, and there were just literally thousands of people walking around. People didn't have to keep the blackout up any longer. The street light, they, well, not the street lights, because most of those didn't work. But people didn't have to black the houses out, you could see. How um, old were you on, on VE Day, Barry? I was six and three quarters. OK, so you've you, you got a pretty good... Six and three quarters, fantastic. So you've got a pretty good memory of, of, of that day, then? Pretty good, yeah. What was the atmosphere like? Who did you go into town with? Well, I went in with my father, who I used to keep calling uncle, and that's another story. Um... And um, a couple of uncles, I think, were around there, my mother, and uh, possibly grandma. Yeah. Um, you know, several members of the family. And uh, it was in Norwich, actually, down in Norfolk. And it was a really fantastic day. I mean, I'd never seen so many people in one place at one time. Uh, and you, you, you mentioned the blackout, and that's something I hadn't thought about, because, of course, everyone would have the streets would have been dark for, uh, in the evening to avoid uh, being bombed. I, I imagine that night everybody let their lights shine brightly, did they? Well, you could do, yeah. I mean, uh, you, you didn't have to have a blackout. You could leave your doors open without the wall rain chasing you. The shops didn't have to have the blackouts up. Um, buses could have the lights on in summer. Well, it was summer then, but, mm. I mean... Um, all through that time, buses hadn't had their interior lights on so because they'd shine out through the windows, and it, things just started to get completely different. You got bombed out of your house, did you, Barry? The house I got in did get bombed, dam- uh, did get damaged by bombs, yeah, and we had to move out for six weeks to some relatives in the country until it was sort of put right again, yeah. VE Day is, is tomorrow, and I know that across uh, BBC Local Radio, at three o'clock, I think it is, there's going to be a, a, a two-minute silence, and there are some celebrations going on. Mm. Do you think enough is being done? Well, what, um, what I think is strange is that we're celebrating the 70th, which isn't normally a sort of big celebration uh, time, 75th, but for some reason we're celebrating 70, so um, let's talk about it. I, I, I would imagine uh, that, that it's one of those things. Perhaps we're celebrating the, the sev- making such a big deal of the seventieth because, um, well, uh, you know, there, there might not be so many people around for the seventy fifth who were there the first time around. If you take my drift, well, I'll tell you that exactly. Yeah, could happen. Uh, there's a two-minute silence here. There's a two-minute silence at the cenotaph. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took this to the streets. Uh, our reporter Justin Dealey. Not many people seemed to know that it was VE Day tomorrow. No, they probably don't. No. I mean, it isn't something you put in your calendar like a birthday, but when you get sort of reminded about it, mm. you you know, you talk about it. Mm. I mean, I can remember one, one particular thing, asking my father um, what would be on the radio in the sort of programme slot, whatever. When the war was over, what would, it, what would we have to talk about? My God, isn't it? <laughs> what would you have to talk about? 
Barry, stay there, because you might want to listen to and uh, have a chat with our next guest. It's uh, Sir Henry Aubrey Fletcher, Lord Lieutenant of Buckinghamshire. Good morning, Sir Henry. Good morning, Ian. Uh, what's going to be happening in Buckinghamshire, then? Well, there are really two uh, main events. One you've already mentioned, which is the two-minute silence at three o'clock uh, tomorrow. That's going to be take place in Aylesbury, outside the county offices. The uh, chairman of the county council will be there, the mayor of Aylesbury, and anybody who'd like to go along to that is very welcome, right in the market square in Aylesbury. But I think the main event is in the evening, tomorrow evening, which is the lighting of one of uh, nearly 200 beacons all over the country. Um, the Queen will start with the first beacon in Windsor Great Park at 9.30, and then we, we light our beacon at 9.32 precisely. Why 9.32 precisely? Well, I think the idea of beacons is that you, they progress out. So ah, the, I see. The so Queen starts, and then they go up the country. Yeah, you don't want to start. Don't, don't light yours before the Queen, yeah, Sir Henry. Jump the gun. That, that would be terrible. Uh, so, and, and every, I guess everybody's invited to come along, are they? When the beacon lighting is up on Coombe Hill, and it's not till quite late, obviously, because, um, you know, beacons in the summer, you can't light them until yeah. late in the evening. And because of uh, potential health and safety risks, risks um, you know, late at night, especially if there's children around, uh, it's thought best to um, to have the beacon not open to the public. Oh, but, okay. the, but the point about the beacon is you, is you see it from miles around. Yeah. So we're going to do it on Coombe Hill which is some National Trust property uh, 852 feet up on Coombe Hill. It's not quite the highest bit, but not far off. Fantastic. It's where the Boer War Memorial is. If you, you, know, you can see that pillar yep. from right across Aylesbury Vale. So from Aylesbury, Haddenham, uh, you know, Prince's Risborough, Wendover, you can see it a long way away. And it's going to be in a V-shape. It's a gas beacon, so they, with a gas beacon you can shape the flame. So the flame will show a big V sign up in the air. And uh, the idea is you celebrate at home and, and you, you, you wave at the beacon, so that, as long as we light it on time. Let me put this to both of you. With you first, Sir Henry, but there, there will be some people going, oh, for goodness sakes, it was 70 years ago. Why, why, why do we need to, to remember that? You've just said, Ian, that um, we're not allowed to say anything about the general election now it's started. Now, if you think about it, if our armed forces hadn't defended our country and fought the Nazis away, there wouldn't be an election because there would be no democracy in this country, and that's the reason we have to remember the people who fought and saved us uh, from uh, the Nazis and why we live in a democracy, and we're now able to have an election, and that's, that's really the reason. Barry, why, why do you think it's so important for us to remember it? Well, for that reason, but uh, well, it's difficult to say. Well, we should should remember these things. They are part of our history, um, and we suffered a lot. A lot of things went on. We read a lot about other people suffering in other parts of the world, and just it, it's good to let our um, our children and people know that this country did also suffer as well, and we and we got together and mm. put it right. What are you doing tomorrow, Barry? Um. Oh, goodness, I don't know. Will, will there be a few beers involved? There could be, I yeah. thought there might be. Yeah, Barry, listen, yeah. I'm, so, I'm so grateful you got in touch with us yesterday and brought this up. OK, thanks a lot. Thank you. And right. uh, Sir Henry Aubrey Fletcher, thank you very much as well for your time. Right. I hope it goes smoothly. OK. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, fingers crossed. Sir Henry Aubrey Fletcher, Lord Lieutenant of Buckinghamshire. Can I just say, dear listener, we've had two... Uh, sirs, two knights of the realm have been on this show this morning. Huh? That makes us virtually royal. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Doesn't it just? Two knights of the realm on this show. Beat that! Beat that, uh, other BBC lawyer. Beat that, Jonathan Vernon Smith. What are they doing for National Pools going today? <laughs> I, did, I was very tempted to ask uh, Sir Henry, and I thought perhaps... No, but what are the other programmes doing? Yeah, they're not getting the royals on, are they? Like we're us. getting royals on to celebrate. And by the way, guys, we are actually <gasps> trending on Twitter. Uh, oh, blimey, look. 
Every time I go away from Twitter, guys, we're trending just above. <laughs> it's not right, is it? We're trending just above the Hamburglar. What's he done? And just below video game sitcoms. Okay. So, guys, you know, I mean. <laughs> That's a happy sandwich. <laughs> we're just above the Hamburglar. I'm retweeting all of these. Thank you so much. Have we got any Texas? Uh, yeah, we have. Uh, Helen and Milton Keynes love children playing outside unless they decide to rip down bushes and tree branches, which has happened. Also kicking footballs on our wall. I didn't tell the children off. I told the dad off, whose son said, I told you not to do it. Dad picked up the ball, walked away and later told everyone that I scared him, says Helen and Milton Keynes. Oh, blimey. There you go. Mind you, I did that when I was a kid. I was hitting a tennis ball against <coughs> someone else's house. But you don't know when you're a child that it makes a noise on the inside of the house. No, but you come out. Well, did, but didn't Matt Lockwood um, have problems with it? He was saying the other day. Were you? Was it? Was it I think you were here, Kelly. He was saying the other day that his mother-in-laws or something, some kids were kicking a ball against the wall, oh, and he yeah. went out and went mental at them, and they just basically told him to jog on. Well, well, you would do, wouldn't you? That is like Alan Bennett coming. And now go, go and play away from the wall. Don't kick your ball against the <laughs> wall because it's upsetting. It's it's ruining my cup of tea. It's rattling my saucer. It's getting right on wick. I'm trying to watch doctors. <laughs> I can't hear doctors because of thud, thud, thud. <laughs> go on. I know your parents. Just going back to National Pool Scoins mm, Day, mm. I'd like to do something that I feel is really important. I just want to run it past you both. Okay, first. guys. Should I make a collage of all of the pictures that oh. we're getting sent in? Yeah, mate, please do. Yeah. Please do. That all would be right. so beautiful. You're, you're welcome. So beautiful. I think we're getting more all the time. This is the problem. It's, it's, it's relentless. I mean, I knew this was going to be big. I didn't know it was going to be this big. If you've not got Twitter, <laughs> I'm really sorry. We're doing what um, that thing I hate when other radio stations do is we're banging on about Twitter well, all the time. But actually... If you want to get involved on the phones, give us a ring and tell us how you'll be celebrating National Pulse Coins Day. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what we want to hear. 08459 455 555. And also, have you ever told off kids for playing in your street? If they're effing and jeffing, then I would go out and say, hey, guys, cut, cut the... I would go out and launch a torrent... Of, 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 like, adult swear words that they wouldn't have even heard of yet. And I say, right, when you can swear like that, but till then, jog on. I got told off by a kid for my language at Halloween when I opened the door. Yes. And I went, oh, flipping heck. Yeah. And the kid, I don't know which one it was, probably one of the Frankensteins, yeah. went, wrong good. My mum, when she was um, nine, told her younger sister, my aunt Pat, uh, this was on um, Essex Road in North London, they were swinging on the gate, uh, got her to to shout out. So my mum was nine, Pat would have been seven, to shout out the worst swear word <gasps> there is. Right, and she shouted out at the top of her voice. My granddad Bill came out, gave Pat a wallop mm. round the head. Don't you dare use language. Linda told me to say that. He gave her another wallop, saying Linda would never know words like that. <gasps> How dare you blame your sister? Butter wouldn't melt, Linda. Butter wouldn't melt. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, it's busy northbound from Junction, approaching Junction 12 for Flitwick because of a breakdown earlier. It has been cleared, but it's still looking really slow. On the M1 southbound, it's busy from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. And it's also slow on the M25 anti-clockwise from Junction 21 for the M1 to 19 for Watford. In Chesant, the A10 is busy southbound from the New River Trading Estate towards the M25. And in Walken on Bennington Road. That's closed between Walcombe Road and the High Street for bridge maintenance work after an accident yesterday evening. On the A1 southbound, it's busy approaching the Black Cat roundabout. And on the train departure boards, there are no delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across
across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Polling stations across the United Kingdom opened at 7 o'clock. Votes are being cast to elect 650 MPs at Westminster. Voters in Bedford face the biggest number of ballot papers in the country, with five different elections taking place there. One man from Luton and five men from London have been charged by counter-terrorism police, investigating allegations of fraud linked to extremists travelling to Syria. And police in High Wycombe say they're treating the latest incidents of car vandalism in the town as a priority. Four people have already been charged in connection with criminal damage to almost 250 vehicles in the town in March and April. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Former Watford and England manager Graham Taylor has strongly denied allegations he was pressured to limit the number of black players he selected for the national team. Extracts from a book printed in the Guardian newspaper allege Taylor made the claim to former Birmingham striker Richie Moran at an event at Watford in the 1999-2000 season. It's taken me by complete surprise because I cannot remember anything about it at all. I certainly never during my time... Uh, the Football Association had any FA people coming up to me and telling me which team to pick and to pick less black players. I would have remembered that. Barcelona have one foot in the Champions League final after a 3-0 win over Bayern Munich. Three goals in the last 13 minutes, two from Lionel Messi and one from Neymar, gave the Spanish side victory in last night's semi-final first leg. The Football League playoffs get underway tonight with the semi-final first leg matches in League One. Chesterfield host Preston, who were pipped to automatic promotion by Milton Keynes-Dons on Sunday. And Sheffield United are at home to Swindon. Britain's Amir Khan says he could fight Floyd Mayweather in September. Mayweather took his unbeaten record to 48 fights with a one-sided points victory over Manny Pacquiao at the weekend and is expected to make his next fight his last. Khan had previously suggested the timing of Ramadan would rule him out. I'm not ruled out because it's possible I could fight in September, yeah, because he normally fights mid-September and also... um... Ramadan is going to be a little bit earlier this year, so obviously yeah, it gives me enough time to get the training done and everything, so it, it, it can happen in September. And in tennis, Andy Murray beat Philip Kohlschreiber in three sets at the Madrid Open, but Roger Federer is out after losing to the young Australian Nick Kyrgios. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight. on calling me down the road is where I'll always be every stop I make I make a new friend can't stay for long just turn around and I'm gone again maybe tomorrow I want to settle down until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end when you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's hobo style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my own So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's hobo style 
There's a world that's waiting to unfold A brand new tale no one has ever told We've journeyed far, but I know it won't be long We're almost there, we've paid our fare with a hobo song Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on So BBC Three Counties Radio. I've just seen the kid with Battle Cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. good. Hashtag MPSD. If you want to get involved with National Paul Scoyne's Day and you don't have Twitter, give us a ring and tell us how you'll be celebrating the day that he would have loved to have seen. Mm-hmm. Oh, 08459 Um Have we got any texts before I. Uh, Let's crack have on? a look. We've been Let's talking about ki- telling kids off playing out in the street. Mm-hmm. Ever been told off by uh, the, the people that aren't related to you? It is, it's very shaming, isn't it? When you get told off as your kid, even as an adult. By a get... non family member. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I still remember it. Still remember it. And it still makes my heart sink a little bit. So just be careful how you treat treat children, that's all I would say. That right. aren't your own, especially. Hey, all right, mate. But look Listen, after we, yours as well, just as much. We know that's your, a bit we, more. We know your attitude. It's people. Let's talk let's talk to each other. Let's, let's talk let's talk to each other nice though. Talk to each other nice though, isn't it? Helen Milton Keane says she's going to be celebrating National Pauline Scoyne's Day by wearing an ancient pair of NHS glasses. Must remember to take them off before I go downstairs. An accident may occur. Paul Scoynes will be joining us later on in the show. Yeah, in about uh, 20 minutes' time, if GMTV don't get in first. Now, I have never understood... We've mentioned this on the show before, the fascination with um, the Cray twins. Mm. And you'll still get people who look up... To, well, things are better in the Cray... No, they weren't. They were going around stabbing people and slitting people's throats. They were horrible. My nan, I think, was, uh, was, uh, was at a funeral that one of the Crays was at. You know, it's... Um, this weird thing, and uh, well, this is actually quite a good headline. Ronnie and Regis, instead of memorabilia, memorabilia. Well, that's about right. <laughs> they may have only hurt their own kind. But they didn't, did they? But with this array of weapons, Ronnie and Reggie Cray certainly knew how to inflict pain. And it's basically um, their weapons. Where is this? Uh, where is this from? The items, including this, is how nice these guys were: knives, guns. A crossbow, a knuckle duster, have been photographed for the first time by snapper Peter Daisley. They're from the... Oh, blimey. They're from the private collection of Andy Jones, who owns a small crime museum in the Forest of Dean. He said, I used to visit Reggie in prison. We become... We become friends, and these were gifts from him and family. Peter added, These really are the personal effects of the twins. Among them is a letter from their mum telling a friend her sons are the kindest uh, people. But they were... Well, they were good to their mum, weren't they? They were horrible thugs and murderers and bullies and uh, uh, perverts. But and if rumour be believed, one of them was a paedophile. But one of them, uh, well, both of them wore suits and hung around with celebrities, so that cancels it out, right? It's weird, isn't it? It's a really weird... Um, oh, that's inappropriate. <laughs> Someone has um, put a picture of their kid with glasses on for NPSD uh, and has put the headline, doorbells or knockers. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know if that. Uh, but yeah, if because there was um, the, the, it's it's the Cray twins and the Great Train Robbers. They're always oh, though they were fighting. Well, no, they, the Great Train Robbers bashed a driver in who, who then went um, you know was seriously ill afterwards. It's the kind of. Um I can only think that it starts out with a Cockney blag. That's why the charm is there. Oh, they were cheeky, weren't they? No, they weren't cheeky. They 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 ruined lives. It's just you wait. We and we've not had it yet, but we will get it. Um, the people, and I'm surprised we've not had it yet. The, the people looking up to those thugs that broke into that um, that vault, that safety deposit yeah. place. And, uh, well, that's one in the eye for... Well, no, yeah, there was some, probably some dodgy stuff in there. There were some crooks that's been known to have stuff in there. We can't go around... St- we can't make heroes out of, out of villains. But don't these people always arise from times of economic austerity? Don't I they? Don't, I don't know, you know when I'm the common man is feeling... I think, I think there's an element of that. The common man's feeling downtrodden, and so it is one in the eye for the suits. Maria? Yes? Are you a fan of... Um, let's start with the great train robbers. Not really. The Cray Twins? No, I'm not a fan of them, but I'm a fan of Churchill. Hey. If it had been for us, our dear Churchill, we wouldn't have got through. And to start telling children not to play out... Well, it goes against everything, we Churchill. ...we weren't under the Nazis. It, say, say that again, Maria. We're lucky that we weren't under the Nazis and these nasty people telling the children not to play out... Yeah. ...when it's light evenings again... It's right, disgusting. Well, it, it does make you think, d- d- did we win the war or not? Well, they want to stop and think, these idiots. I suppose, just for a second though, Maria, supposing you've had a tough day and um, there's two kids out there and they're laughing and joking and making noise. You, you, you know, they could be annoying, couldn't it? Well, no. No? Because that's nice to heal children. No. Not, everybody likes, the, not everybody likes the sound of children. Oh... There's something wrong with them, I think. Do you like the sound of Paul Scoynes? Yes, he's got a good gentleman to me. He's got, he has got a good gentleman to you. What are you doing to celebrate National Paul Scoynes Day, Maria? Nothing at the moment. Are you going to wear some glasses <laughs> and, um, and kind of talk about politics and stuff? Well, probably we'll be having something down at the church. I don't know as yet. Maria, I well, I'll find out today. Well, go and see if the church are doing anything for National Paul Scoynes Day, won't you, and let us know. Yes. Thank you, my dear. Have a nice day. Take care. God bless. Ta-ta. Bye. Ta-ta. If your church... By the way, and I know we're talking about VE celebrations. If your church or your community centre are doing anything to celebrate hashtag MPSD, uh, then, then let us know and we will certainly give that event a plug. Cat has taste for shoelaces. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, This five. comes under the bracket of aren't cats <clears throat> weird? Cats are stupid. My cat's, my cat's getting really thin. It's, I'm, I'm not going to have much longer with her. But I still can't stop pushing her away. She's really annoying. Bony now as well. I was trying to watch Biggie and Tupac yesterday and she was, like, climbing all over me. Hey, look, Paul Scoynes is... Uh, oh, Paul Scoynes' daughter is celebrating MPSD. <laughs> it's what he would have wanted. A cat got into a right tangle Morning. by eating shoelaces. Gary was... Ga- Gary the cat! You're having a laugh! Gary the cat! I love that. If I had a cat, I'd call it Pam. No, come on, guys. You wouldn't call a child Gary. You shouldn't call a cat Gary. Gary! Gary! Come on, Gary. When you go to the vets as well, they give the cat's name and your surname, don't they? Yeah, yeah, so it yeah. would be just like calling a bloke in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they do, they do uh, uh, Velvet Lee? <laughs> 
They do that when you go, we go to Velvet That's Lee. That's me. Or, or when, when we take the rabbit. Benji Bunny. Benji Bunny. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> Gary was also partial to plastic and hairbands. Hey, aren't we lucky that we seem to have gone uh, round the bend? No, round the corner over the hump of loom bands. Loom bands is gone. Yeah, and I've got loads of them left. Yeah. That I can't be bothered to do. Yeah, there were, there were a lot of loom bands in this um, lucky dip the other day on the bank holiday Monday because everyone's getting rid of them now. Good idea. His doting owner didn't suspect anything wrong until the two-year-old went for an annual vaccine. Here's a thing, guys. You know the annual vaccine? You'll get your cats injected every year. It costs about 40 quid, 35, 45 quid, right? I did it every year for Velvet, right? Not done it for four years. Oh, what a surprise. She's still alive and has not been ill. Why aren't you in, uh, injecting her anymore? Because, uh, first of all, I couldn't be bothered. Do you want her to pop off? No, I wanted, to save, I wanted to save money. And it saved money. She, uh, it, it's about 50 quid or something a year to get it done. And I've never really known what it was for and what it's about. And yet, not four years I've not done it. No, five years, because we were in the flat. Nothing has happened to her. It's a rip-off, mate. Is she not going around infecting other cats, then? No, 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 no. Sure? It's a rip-off. Vets found an extremely large mass in Gary's stomach. Owner Anna Barbosa. Nice. Uh, um, who's, um, I'll be honest, it's hot. Um, was told what, to... even though she has a cat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it depends how many cats she's got. Right. Uh, Anna, uh, owner Anna Barbosa was told to prepare for the worst as a life-threatening tumour was suspected. But vest Jess Maguire, who, you know, OK, she looks like she's studied, at Brighton, uh, discovered a ball, a ball of item in, items in Gary's stomach which could have made a fatal blockage. Gosh. Anna, 32, from Hove, said, Gary is a cheeky little chap who likes playing with, playing with human things. I had washed laces from my trainers which went missing. I never suspected Gary. Well, you wouldn't, would you? When I heard it may be a tuna, I was devastated. Tuna, uh, tuna. It probably was a tuna. I was devastated. We're so grateful. Uh, he's a big part of the family. We know he'll be naughty. Um, and then there's the picture of the, the, the bag of laces. And it's like a handful of laces. Mm -hmm. There's got to be... There's got to be like a dozen laces there. Wash them, you can use them again. Chris! Hi, Ian. Good morning, Chris. What you got for us? I'm one of those horrible, nasty people that tells children off as well as their foster fathers. Oh, oh, very specific. Why would you tell children off? I was sitting at home one bank holiday and I heard thwad on the door. You heard a what? Went out. Thwad. Thwad? Yeah, thwad. It was like a dull thump. OK, OK. Right? Yeah, thwad. Went out and it looked like there was snow on the bottom of my door. I opened it up, it was all spidered web. So I legged it down the garden. Hang on, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. They'd spiderwebbed your door? They'd throw the brick at it and all the safety glass spiderwebbed. Oh, the, gra the glass shattered? Yeah. I thought they'd just thrown, thrown spiderwebs at your door. No, no, it was a brick. Yeah. Right? So I legged it up the road, saw them running up there, and I went, You not stop now! Oh, and they froze. Yeah. They froze. So I went, Who threw the brick at my door? Yes. The two of them pointed at each other. So I said, right, my house now. Marched them back down, sat them on the wall outside my house. Phoned the police, right, yeah. because I didn't know who they were and I didn't want to take them in in case someone said I did something to them. Yes. <clears throat> then this little girl came down and she said, one of their grandmothers or mother wanted them home. I said, well, go and tell their grandmother or mother to come and get them. Oh, right? me, oh Chris, you, you, you kidnap kids. Yeah, all you, the time. You can't kidnap <laughs> kids. I didn't take them in. They were still outside. You just didn't give them permission to go home. 
No, I didn't. And then this big man, about six foot two and no. about 15 stone, comes bouncing on my garden going, what's the problem here then? Yes. Right? Yes. So I went that and pointed at my front door. Yeah. Right? And he went, oh, you didn't do that, did you? He says to the young lad. He went, no. So the other one said, I didn't do it. Well, then this other man came down who was the other fella's foster father because they were both foster children. I didn't know that. And he says, oh, what's he done? What's the problem? Yeah. So I said that. He said, right, fine. He goes, get it done. I'll pay for it. There you go. Sorted. Hang on. Hang on. What do you mean, hang on? I've got... got, (laughs) Hang on a minute. Can you tell... Can you tell... Hang hang on to Sammy on the travel. Hang on, Sammy. (laughs) Okay. Hang on, Sammy. (laughs) Right. So he goes, can we take him now? I said, no. I said, the police are coming. I want your addresses. I don't know. He's from Adam. Right. So when the cop had come, he goes, what's the problem? I went that, right? But I had let the boys go because the fathers had given me the names and addresses. Right. And he went, well, it's only a broken window. I went, what? He hang goes, hang on, hang on, hang on. Can you tell, right, so can you, can you told Sammy to hang on. Can you tell Elizabeth on the webs to hang on as well? Liz, wait a minute, please. Right. Okay. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. then... He goes, uh, it's only a broken window. Yeah. And I thought, you cheeky git. So I said, oh, oh, well, if it's only a broken window, you don't mind paying for it then. Oh, he Chris, 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 Chris I, fin- they- I finish at nine o'clock, mate. Yeah, he went up and told the foster father he didn't have to pay because he's not his own child. Great story, well told, thanks. Blimey. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, they're accused anti-clockwise because the lorry's broken down just before Junction 20 for Kings Langley, so two lanes have been closed. It's queuing from Junction 21A for St Albans. It's easing off, though, on the M1 northbound for just before Junction 12 for Flittick. A lorry broke down there earlier, so it's moving again now after that's been removed. On the A1 southbound, it's slow from the St Neots Junction towards the Black Cat roundabouts. And also in Beaconsfield, the Amersham Road is busy between Long Bottom Lane and the A40 London Road. Looking at the train departure boards, there are no delays at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. Thank you for waiting. 7.48, blimey, it's Thursday the 7th of May, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Polling stations across the United Kingdom opened at 7 o'clock this morning. Voters in Bedford faced the biggest number of ballot papers in the country with five different elections taking place there. A man from Luton has been charged by counter-terrorism police investigating allegations of fraud linked to extremists travelling to Syria. And police in High Wycombe say they are treating the latest incidents of car vandalism in the town as a priority. Don't forget, guys, of course, it's National Paul Scoynes Day. If you want to tell us about an event that's happening in your area, uh, then send us a text, 81333, start your text 3CR, or give us a call, 08459 455555. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hi, thank you, Ian. Good morning. It's going to be a much calmer day today than it was over the last couple of days or so. The winds have eased down and there won't be quite so many showers around either. But uh, there will be a few showers, I think, through the middle part of the day. They're going to creep in from the west along with an area of clouds. So do watch out for them. Take your brolly with you wherever you're going because you may just catch one. But they'll tend to be a bit lighter, fewer and further between than we saw yesterday. And they'll probably have died out um, by the time we get to the late afternoon at least. But it's a lovely bright start for the most part. 
um, mostly dry through the course of the morning. Watch out for those showers a bit later on and a mostly dry end of the day as well. Lots of bright weather out there, um, some good spells of sunshine and it'll feel warmer because the winds are lighter as well. So we're looking at top temperatures today up to around 16, maybe even 17 Celsius at 63 in Fahrenheit. Now, as we head through into this evening and overnight, then it will turn quite cloudy. We might just get a few spots of rain, particularly over the tops of uh, the Chilterns as we head into tomorrow morning. Um, overnight lows of around 9 or 10 degrees, so not too chilly. Tomorrow there's going to be quite a bit of cloud around, particularly across parts of Buckinghamshire. Might get a few spots of rain, that's probably all it will be. Eastern areas of Hertfordshire, I think you're most likely to stay dry and bright through the rest of the day. And lots of brightness around just about everywhere through the afternoon and it should be dry. We're looking at top temperatures again of around 17 degrees. Saturday, some blustery showers. The winds are going to start to pick up once more, but by the time we get to Sunday, it's dry and warm. Lots of sunshine. Those conditions will last into next week. Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such... A minority. I was a manager for food. Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it's been running for uh, over 25 years, uh, but I would say in the last three or four four years it's really started to take off and um, become an international phenomenon and of course uh, we're talking about National Paul Scoynes Day hashtag MPSD if you're celebrating it online and if you do go to Twitter uh, and click on that hashtag I mean look at all the people taking part Watco uh, Charlotte uh, Carpet Martin uh, Teaspoon Riverneck uh, Mitch Coker um, Ian Steele uh, all of these people are taking part uh, there's a few rude ones. You kind of expect that's the internet, and it's all a little bit of fun. There's, uh, uh, Scott Balcony has even designed the National Paul Scoynes Day logo and uh, is doing a T-shirt giveaway as well. Uh, well, we're very pleased to say that we can speak to the man himself. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Scoynes. Good morning, Paul. Morning. Morning, Ian. Happy, happy National Paul Scoynes Day. And happy National Paul Scoynes Day to you too, mate. Just take us back a little bit. For those people who aren't aware of the history of National Paul Scoynes Day, when did it all begin? Well, it started really back in the in the late 70s. Uh, is when it, um, was this when you went sledging on Christmas Day? Yeah, yeah, it was, mate. OK. Um, happened shortly after that, actually, probably a month or two after that. Yeah. In February. And... It was just a thing that started off in a local community centre. Yep, yep. yep. Um, and it sort of snowballed quite literally at that point. Uh, well, not literally, as, th- as we know, there was there was no... So, uh, uh, Carl is visiting a local community centre this morning to celebrate, he's saying... And it really has become uh, a phenomenon. What do you do on National Paul Scoynes Day? What are you doing today, Paul? Uh, well, usually, Ian, on, on, on the day, I do something sensible. Just, um... 
something without risk. OK, well, that, that, that makes sense. Uh, Justin Daly joins us. Morning, Justin. Morning, boss. Happy National Pool Scoring Day. And to you, very, very special day. It's amazing, actually, on the streets this morning. Yes, the sun's out, so people are smiling anyway. But not only are they smiling, but lots of people today, who I see on a regular basis not wearing glasses, today they are wearing those yep. glasses, yep. celebrating a Mr Paul's points. That's, that's all you need to do. Uh, mm. Wear a pair of glasses, ideally ones that don't belong to you. If you haven't got glasses, you can draw them on uh, with, with marker pen. Absolutely, yes. Uh, uh, Paul, are you aware of any events happening today to celebrate this? Any community centres or street parties or stuff? Um, I hear that there's a, an organised uh, walk in yep. Prince's Risborough. Yep. Okay. Well, that sounds but, great. Um, I, I I won't be attending. No. But, well, it would be it would be weird, wouldn't it, if you were there? It would be. Uh, it would be. Justin, you've taken this to the streets, mate. I have. And uh, <laughs> Paul, not only are you popular in this part of the world, but you're popular right the way across the world. Okay. Wow. You, you wow. are a global superstar to, to to many many people. I've been on the streets this morning, asking people what you mean to them, but also. How will they be celebrating National Paul Scoins Day? Some lovely voices, some lovely stories. Here's what the streets had to say. Madam, I see you're wearing your glasses. Um, you're celebrating already um, National Paul Scoins Day. Absolutely. Fantastic. Love him. Absolutely adore him. Uh, dressed my kids up for the occasion, bought special outfits. Definitely celebrate today. It's yeah. got to be done. Mini Paul yeah. Scoins. So the kids going to school today, um, well, the school's going to be celebrating as well. So it's not just people on the streets, it's schools as well. Oh, everywhere. It's a national day. Yeah. It's absolutely a national day. When I go to work, everyone knows what I'm coming as. They will be in the same sort of get-up, definitely. What would you say to anybody who is going into work today and they're not wearing glasses? They haven't got a Paul Scoring suit on. They're not talking in a posh voice. They're not celebrating. What would you say to those people? Embrace it. Celebrate. Do it. It's got to be done. It's National Day for him today. Do it. He's a hero. Come on. Paul Scoring's Day. Do it. That's a special day for us, sir, but also a very special day for, for people like you. You're such a, a massive fan. You're a super fan uh, of Mr Scoring's. And I suppose, yes, it's a celebration, but we should also be very grateful, very thankful that we've got a person such as Paul in our world. Of course, I do say thank you every morning. That really means that much to you? Yeah, that's what it, so much to me. That's going to mean so much to him. Thank you so much, sir. Enjoy the day. All right, then. Thank you. Love you from China. And um, Paul Scoins has got a, a big following over in China as well, which is great. You're going to be celebrating today, aren't you? Uh, yes. How are you going to be celebrating? I will call my friend uh, and uh, have a uh, talk about... Uh, Paul. Paul. Yes. See, Paul, even a Chinese fella's going to call his friend and have a talk about you. That's how much you mean to people. Oh, that's lovely. It's a lovely thing. It's really lovely. Obviously. Genuinely. <laughs> oh, Justin, that really is, that really is one, of, um, one of your best things you've ever done, Thank Justin. You. It was easy as well. You just literally went up to people. It's National Paul Scoring's Day. Chinese straight away. make a phone call. <laughs> stay there, <laughs> Justin. In China. Scoring, stay there. Uh, Laura, you're through to Paul Scoring's on National Paul Scoring's Day. Happy National Paul Scoring's Day, by the way, Laura. What would you like to say? National Paul Scoring's Day. I was so excited yesterday. I was totally in awe because I met him yesterday. I was, I was so excited. <laughs> what was it like, Laura, meeting, meeting uh, one of your heroes? <laughs> Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, because I ring this radio station, I was given um, Radio 5 Live's number um, like for them to interview me because oh. I'm in Bedford. Oh. So I went into Bedford Town yesterday to speak to them because yeah. obviously Bedford's 
um, you know, is in the news at the moment. And, um, I, and um, he was sitting there as well for obvious reasons. And all I was thinking was, oh, it's Paul Scoynes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, at the end of it, I, at the end of it, I had sit and I thought, oh my gosh, you look nothing like I expected you to look. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I didn't expect him to look like he does. <laughs> I thought well. he'd be, I thought he'd be more like. You know the you know the man that stands outside number ten and does with the big gla- geeky glasses. I thought he'd be look more like that. He has got the glasses, but hasn't got the bald head and the. <laughs> well, still quite geeky though. Sorry, it's still geek- quite geeky though. It's geek chic. Oh. Geek chic. That's it. That's all the rage now. Well, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for for coming. I'm more interested in meeting you than being on Radio Five Live. <laughs> I came Me over too. and told my husband that first. <laughs> <laughs> what will you be doing today to celebrate? Oh, like my goodness! Well, my husband actually—he's—he's—he's he's, he's been trying on glasses. This is not, and um, he has been looking at Geek Chic. We are, we, he, but he's undecided because he's—he's got a bald head, and he thinks he looks more like Harry Hill. So he's like, <laughs> he's not sure if um, if that the thick rim glasses are what he should be wearing. So we're we're a bit undecided about that. I I, I never used to wear thick rim rim glasses, and I'm now rimmed up. You know, you've got to well, embrace it, haven't you? You've got to embrace it, Lawrence. I'm so <laughs> it's so good to talk to you, and I'm so glad you got to meet one of your heroes. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Have a great National Paul Scorings Day, Laura. And you. And Bye. P- uh, Paul, you're trending. You're the, you're the fourth <laughs> biggest thing in the UK at the moment. Did you ever oh, think that would happen? Oh my God. I never thought that would happen. You know, on does tonight's broadcast, uh, does this mean that the mail investigate me now? Yeah, I think so. You know that on tonight's <laughs> broadcast, I won't be able to take a word you say seriously. <laughs> what, what will change? Nothing Happy National Paul Scoins Day, mate. Take care. <laughs> Ta-ta. Thank you very much. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are queues on the M25 anti-clockwise from Junction 21A for St Albans to 20 for Kings Langley because a lorry is broken down and it's blocking two lanes. On the M25 anti-clockwise as well, it's slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40 and it's still very busy on the M1 southbound between the Luton Airport, Spur Road and Redbourne. In Beaconsfield, Amersham Road is slow southbound from Longbottom Lane to the A40 at London Road and on the A40 in High Wycombe, it's looking busy in both directions. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks. Thank you, Sammy. Well, that really has. <laughs> That's maybe. Oh, guys, what a great day. Happy National Paul Scoins Day to everybody. Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, polls open for the general election. Luton man charged by anti-terror police and police say Wickham vandalism is a priority. BBC Three Counties Radio. Polling stations across the United Kingdom opened at 7 o'clock. Votes have been cast to elect 650 MPs at Westminster. Voters in Bedford face the biggest number of ballot papers in the country. There are five different elections taking place there. More from Carol Abercrombie. As well as the general election, many people people are also voting for local councillors. The unitary authorities of Milton Keynes, Luton, Bedford and Central Beds are going to the polls. Voters in Bedford can also elect a mayor. There's a referendum for everyone in Bedfordshire on raising council tax to pay for policing. 
In Milton Keynes, there's a referendum on the future development of the town centre. In Hearts and Bucks, there are also district elections in 14 councils. One man from Luton and five men from London have been charged by counter-terrorism police investigating allegations of fraud linked to extremists travelling to Syria. 38-year-old Ibrahim Anderson from Luton and the five men from London are facing charges of conspiracy to defraud and will appear before magistrates today. Police in High Wycombe say they're treating the latest incidents of car vandalism in the town as a priority. Four people have already been charged in connection with criminal damage to almost 250 vehicles in the town in March and April. Officers initially linked those offences with the inquest verdict on local man Habibullah. More from Tony Fisher. Police say there have been 18 additional offences of criminal damage in High Wycombe over two evenings. Ten vehicles were vandalised on Bank Holiday Monday and eight last Thursday. Police are asking members of the public to remain vigilant and report any suspicious activity. A jury has watched the CCTV recording of the moment a shop worker in Aylesbury was stabbed in the neck by a mental health patient. The employee in his 20s nearly died and eight months later is still in hospital. 63-year-old David Clark, who's homeless, denies attempted murder and wounding with intent. Catherine de Costa was at Reading Crown Court. The jury was shown CCTV footage of the moments leading up to the attack at Babs Food and Wine Store on Buckingham Street in Aylesbury last September. The images show Mr Clark walk up to the counter to order some lager as a shop worker bent down. Mr Clark is seen stabbing him in the back of the neck with a kitchen knife before casually leaving the store. He's then seen walking down the street, getting into a black taxi and returning to the Whiteleaf Mental Health Centre where he'd been staying. An injured woman had to be cut free by firefighters after a two-car collision in Milton Keynes last night. An injured man was released before crews arrived. It happened just before 8.30 at the Knoll Hill roundabout at the junction of the H5 Childs Way and the V4 Watling Street. In sport, former Watford and England manager Graham Taylor has strongly denied allegations. He was pressured to limit the number of black players he selected for the national team. Extracts from a book printed in the Guardian newspaper alleged Taylor made the claim at an event at Watford in the 1999-2000 season. The weather, dry and fine with sunny spells, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning guys, thank you very much Simon Happy National Paul Scoins Day as well Well it's the phenomena It's taken the world by storm What are you doing to celebrate? We're also talking about VE Day Kids playing in the streets Oh we've got a great package from uh, Justin Dealey About uh, hot chocolate if you want to take part in the show today, well, you can tweet at Ian Lee or at BBC 3CR. That's what most people are doing. We're trending, guys. Trending, not trendy. That would be um, too much. Or you can give us a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. That's the phone number if uh, you want to give us a call. You're more... There's a really weird thing in the mail today. It's a really weird thing. Right? You go to page 21 and there's a story about um, Kirsten Dunst. 
The man they couldn't gag, male's theatre critic, gets his audience with Queen... Oh, Kristen. Kristen Dunst, is it? Right. Kristen Scott Thomas. Who's, who's Kirsten Dunst, then? No, it's Kristen Scott Thomas. Right, yeah. Who's Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst, Dunst, then? little blonde one from oh, okay. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, okay, in that? Well, anyway, anyway, so this is a story about this, <laughs> this grumpy Quentin Letts going to see a play and, you know, boy, oh, boy, don't theatre critics think they're important. Critics aren't important, you know, in the slightest. But, they don't uh, make anything, do they? No, they don't make anything. They're, they're, from trouble. They're, you know, we're all critics, but to be paid for it seems another thing. Anyway, so this is a whole page about how he'd slagged her off and... Uh, blah, blah, blah. This exact page was in the paper yesterday. This exact page recycle was in the paper news. yesterday. Mm. And I know the Express often pick up on the mail and the mail will recycle something the Mirror did, but this page was in the Daily Mail yesterday. It's in the Daily Mail today. How did that get past? How did that get past them? On purpose, I'd imagine. Uh, we got any Texas? Uh, I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm blown. Oh, well, you do that. You do that, and I'm going to um, uh, going to crack on uh, with this. There's National Paul Scoyne's Day today, and we don't want to bang on about it so much. Uh, we wonder what else we could talk about today. Well, Barry from Houghton Regis uh, called us up uh, and suggested that we talk about this weekend's other big celebrations. Who knows? Anyone? Guys? Guys? VE Day, of course. It seems that VE Day, his uh, 70th anniversary uh, tomorrow, has been uh, eclipsed. Well, we're joined now by uh, Pat Chadwick from the Royal British Legion. Uh, morning, Pat. Good morning. Uh, d- how do you feel about VE Day? Do you think it's kind of been overlooked a little bit, or, you, or do you think we, we've got the balance right this year? Well, I think there's a link between VE Day and the um, events of the general election. Um, the people who fought uh, 70 years ago fought for democracy and freedom. And I think that the balance is there. I think that there's room to celebrate both festivities, and I'm sure both will attract a lot of cover. There are. We, we, we took this to the streets earlier on, and there are a surprising number of people, Pat, who, who didn't know that it was VE Day tomorrow. Well, I'm sure that as we move into the VE Day celebrations, which start um, on Friday, as you say, with the um, Festival of Remembrance, there will be a lot of media coverage. And I think a lot of work has been mm. done in schools to try and raise awareness of VE Day and what went on 70 years ago. Uh, we're, uh, I know that BBC Local Radio, I'm assuming it's national radio as well, is, is having two minutes of silence at three o'clock. Um, why, why is that? Why is that relevant, do you think? Well, I think two minutes of silence is, is the traditional um, kind of salutation that we've given to commemorate those who, who fought in, in both world wars. And also the, the fact that it's at three o'clock, that's the time that Winston Churchill actually gave his broadcast to the nation, announcing the end of the war. Um, and uh, there'll be some people who are going, oh, for goodness sakes, Pat, it was 70 years ago, you know, w- w- get over it. What would you say to those people? No, I don't think that's true at all. The British Legion um, strapline is live on. And I think it's important that we recognise the legacy of those very ordinary men and women who were caught up in extraordinary events. And I had um, a veteran who called into our popping centre in Aylesbury this week who explained that he and his wife were both serving in Italy when the war ended. And so it's important that those veterans who weren't able to celebrate at the time Mm. can now celebrate on home. And what's happening locally, Pat? There's a lot happening locally. Um, Tomorrow... Evening at 9.30, beacons will be lit um, across the UK, and that's happening locally in places like Wendover, Bedford City Centre, Luton, Slough. And those will be lit at 9.30 and will include um, a tribute. 
And then on Saturday, um, there's bell ringing across the UK. Um, and then Sunday at um, national level, we will have the um, sorry, the celebration of um, remembrance at um, Thanksgiving at Westminster Abbey. And locally, branches are doing things like um, tea parties, the day um, song festivals, picnics in the park. So there's a lot going on locally, and communities have very much been um, asked to come together and celebrate. Um, what happened in the Second World War and to put veterans really at the centre of that. Pat, I wish you the best of luck. I hope it all goes smoothly. I'm sure it will do. Uh, that's um, uh, that's Pat Chadwick from the Royal British Legion. Thank you, Pat. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Paul Scorn's day on the 7th of May. I'm going Celebrating a special way It's Pope's Coins Day It's the 7th of May It's Pope's Coins Day I'm gonna celebrate in my special way 08459 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Have we got any texts? Yeah, we have. Yeah, go on. Uh, we've got one through here from Scott, a different Scott, I'm assuming. Just yep. told my two-year-old it's National Paul Scoins Day. He looked at me as if I was mad. Yeah, this is why we need to keep the memory alive. Yeah, exactly. Keep the memory alive generation to generation. Uh, Tony says, great, it's National Paul Scoins Day. That means I'll have an excuse to give people why I'm drunk later on. And uh, this one from John, which I think is beautiful, especially because it, it harks back to a bit of a, a Scoins moment, I mm. think all Scoins fans will remember. Uh, John says, to celebrate Scoins Day, I'm going to tell everyone I'm going sledging. <laughs> well, if, if we've, if, you know, yes. Picture. <laughs> yeah, sledging. It's a picture of a dog. By the way, guys, if you live in London, Southend, Clacton or Margate, um, it's been nice knowing you, but you're probably all going to die. Oh. Yeah. When? Um, tomorrow morning. For what? What do you mean, for what? What are they going to die for? Uh, they're going to die because, uh, what is it, the headline here is Rusky Spaceship to Crash Over London. Oh. A, a, a Russian spaceship's going to crash into London. Those Russians. I know, they're Stay crazy. Out of the sky, you lot. They're going to, um, it's, it's exclusive by Paul Sutherland, who's billed here as the Sun Spaceman. They've got a spaceman now. A doomed seven-tonne Russian spacecraft will crash to Earth near London tomorrow morning, experts warned. They warned last night. They must have known about this ages ago. The Progress 59 cargo ship carrying International Space Station supplies, that'd be like space ice cream, which is just powder, span out of control just after launch from Kazakhstan on April the 28th. Oh. US scientists believe the unmanned ship will nosedive back to Earth at 8.59 tomorrow, so just before the end of this show. I think we're far enough away that we won't be included in the blast radius. And we're in a bunker. Yeah, yeah. Another reason why we shouldn't be moving. That and the um, the, 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 the threat of physical violence. The crash location is, pre is predicted to be where the Thames estuary meets the North Sea between Margate, Kent and Clacton. The European Space Agency says the heavy docking mechanism... Oh, I, oh, oh, yeah, I, the heavy God. dock, blimey. I don't envy those guys. Uh, and the tanks and thrusters could survive re-entry. 
Um, no one on the ground has ever been killed or injured by a satellite re-entry. I add the word yet. In July 1979, a NASA space station called Skylab became a fireball, sending uh, chunks crashing onto the Australian town uh, in Perth. And, of course, who could uh, forget the, uh, the, the, the tragedy, the near tragedy that was um, Flight of the Navigator when a spaceship crashed in and the boy travelled through time. Gosh, that, was, that could have been awful. It could have been awful. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. If it, you know, like, you can buy, like, moon rock, yeah? You can, go, you can buy a moon rock. If you go on eBay now... He says, thinking, you can buy moon rock. Go on to eBay now, Catherine. You can buy all sorts on eBay. But you've got, they've got moon rock on, uh, at the Natural Science Museum. No, the Science Museum. Yeah. And I think you can buy moon rock on, um, on eBay and various other internet sites, let me right? Have a, let me have a look. Well, where does all that moon rock come from? Don't moon. say the moon! Because the- I don't believe it does. How much moon rock did Buzz Aldrin bring back with him? The moon used to be a lot more uh, massive. It did, well, it did, did used to be a lot bigger. But seriously, because there's all this... 6.52 with a... This is with a display case. Go on, how much is it? 6.52, but then it's got 6.52 postage. Do you mean, what do you mean 6.52? That's how much it costs. £6.52? Yeah. Then there's another bit. Flipping egg. 5.511 grams of moon rock. Kill a slice with two looks. Troctolite by Meteorite Men Steve. Don't know who they are, but yeah. it's a, it's £993.44 and then twenty three forty two postage. I was going to buy some of that for the boys. They can jog right on. But how come this, everyone's got so much... Is it like, is it the same as this Manuka honey scandal that broke this week? That that Manuka honey you're paying uh, a fortune for probably isn't Manuka honey. It's just like, I don't know, honey. Is this like the Manuka moon? It's all fake. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Milton Keynes, it's reported that the A421 standing way is partially blocked by an accident in both directions between the M1 Junction 13 for Milton Keynes South and the Kingston Roundabout, which is causing delays through where the roadworks are as well because of an accident near to the bridge. On the M1 southbound, it's very slow from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. And looking at the M25, there are queues anti-clockwise between Junction 21A for St Albans and 20 for Kings Langley because of a lorry that's broken down and blocked two lanes. On the train departure boards, there are no major delays at the moment. Smart the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. It is 8.15. It's Thursday the 7th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Polling stations across the United Kingdom opened at 7 o'clock. Voters in Bedford face the biggest number of ballot papers in the country with five different elections taking place. A man from Luton has been charged by counter-terrorism police investigating allegations of fraud linked to extremists travelling to Syria. And uh, experts are warning the internet may freeze today as the amount of traffic celebrating National Paul Scoynes Day reaches a world record. Level. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. Good morning. You're you're not in the mirror, but you're in the mirror today. But you're uh, not in there. But you, you're, I'm you're not, not in the mirror. No, the mirror have uh, conveniently left out any mention of the fact that this story came to uh, my program. Yeah, yeah. Or indeed the BBC. This However, is that chancer. Well, hang on a minute. Well, you call her a chancer. I'm not calling her a chancer. No, I was surprised by you yesterday because you were sitting on the fence and I uh, was very surprised by that. This is the woman who uh, bought a really expensive car. It was uh, damaged, so the, the uh, Audi, wasn't it, said, um, we'll, we'll, a meal for two. You go and have a meal for two. We'll pay for it. 
Uh, she came back with a bill for £724. £714. I do apologise. I've done her a disservice of £10. And um, Aldi have said, uh, yeah, you're taking the mick, love. We'll give you 250 quid. It was a bit 357. more. 357. Uh, and that's it. What were the majority of your listeners saying yesterday? Very divided, actually. Very divided. Um, I would say about half and half. Oh. Half people saying no. that's outrageous. Uh, she's taken advantage of the offer. Yes. The other half saying, well, look, Audi made the offer. They didn't stipulate a limit. They are the professional company. They should know that an Audi driver is not going to go down the Toby Inn. Mm. So... 350 quid is very generous. For I wouldn't know where to go and spend £750 on a meal. Well, you do now. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but apparently the story is even... It's in the uh, in the Sydney Times oh, today, or the wow. Sydney Herald, whatever it's called. Wowzers. It's, uh, yeah, it's gone It's gone worldwide. Wow, look at you. You're, 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 you're not trending quite as much as National Pulse Coins, Dave. No, I gather that's... Uh, it's, it's the fourth biggest thing I on know, Twitter. I know. Blimey. Well, well, we'll be speaking to Siobhan again at 10 okay. this morning. Okay. We have the latest from Audi. Yes. What's the offer on the table, and what should she do about it? You smell gorgeous. I guess got a waft of you as you just as you move that paper around really nice thank you is he miyaki uh no actually today it's diesel look at you so budge <laughs> i just rubbed myself all over the petrol tank of my car Deary, it, smells, it smells absolutely Does delightful. It? what have you got at nine o'clock coming up at nine o'clock this morning yes, we'll boss. be discussing the supermarket morrison's oh yeah sales have continued to fall at morrison's despite price cuts as the firm struggles in the face of competition from other retailers morrison's is still britain's fourth largest supermarket chain yeah but excluding petrol and diesel like for like sales in the last three months alone fell by nearly three percent well the new boss david potts says profits in the second half of 2016 are expected to be better than the first however with the likes of aldi and lidl cornering the discount market the fight for your well-earned cash may not be that easy well from nine this morning i want to hear from you what could morrison's do to make you shop there have you got a morrison's near you no 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 have I you not i live somewhere quite posh get <laughs> I do, I do. What are you suggesting? I think you know what I'm suggesting. Come on, we're speaking the same. Stop. Get rid of your radio persona. Let me speak to the real Jonathan Vernon Smith. You no, know exactly what I'm minute. suggesting. Look, I lived, I lived in St Albans for twelve years. St Albans, very nice, posh place. Yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. They have a Morrison's. You I know, I used to shame. do my shopping in Morrison's. Such a shame. We live near a Waitrose and a Sainsbury's, and a Tesco's. We live closer to a Tesco's actually, but a big one, really good one. Why are you turning your nose up at Morrison's? Do you think Morrison's cheap? Nasty, then. I wouldn't. I wouldn't choose to go into a Morrison's. Why not? Um, it's funny, isn't it? You get your. I, my, this is the crux of this discussion we're having at night. I always choose whichever is nearest to me. We happen to live nearest to a big Tesco. But I, 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 if I had a choice between a Tesco and a Morrison's or a Waitrose and a, I just I wouldn't go to Morrison's. But why not? In my head, I make up it's a little bit um, down market. Oh. Mm. Well, you're a snob. Because, actually... Pot Mo kettle? No, no, I'll tell you... No, I, I shopped in Morrison's all the time yep. when I lived in St Albans. And their meat, fantastic. Yeah. You're giving me a, a look as if you don't believe... It's I true. I bought sandwiches in Morrison's if I'm really hungry, yeah. But, you see, the, the problem is, I think, what Morrison's have done yeah. is they've tried to cater too much to people like you, you see, because what they've done... How have you...
You say, turned me into the snob and you into speaking for the common man. Well, <laughs> because the, what they tried to do, they got all their vegetables yeah. in the market street bed and what they did is they pumped steam over Oh, it. I hate So that. when you walk in, you know, they did that for the Waitrose customers. So they yeah. walk in and say, oh, look, darling, there's couscous with steam over it. No. Yeah. Ooh, and and then you couscous. walk round the next aisle yeah. and it's 15 bags of yeah. deep fried chips for 10p. That, Maury, I think the problem with Morrison's, I'm being a little bit flippant when I say that, it, it's kind of a nothing supermarket. I know what Tesco's is, I know what Waitrose is, I think I know what Sainsbury's is, I certainly know what Marks and Spencer's is. I don't really know what Mor- I know what Lidl and, and Aldi are. I don't know what Morrison's is. It's a well, bit nothingy. Well, from nine this morning, I'd love your reaction. What could Morrison's do to make you shop there? 08459 455555. We'll debate that from nine. The playoffs. They're the last chance to gain promotion. No, for a tough couple of legs, but if we can get through them, everyone knows what's waiting then. And for Stevenage and Wickham, it can't come soon enough. Wickham start our League Two playoff coverage on Saturday, away to Plymouth. Goal! Wickham have got the winner here at Sixfield. Alfie Mawson. Followed on Sunday by Stevenage at home to Southend. The show will come in and the Parrot makes the point save! You can hear both games live this weekend with Three Counties Sports. The League Two playoff semi-finals this weekend on BBC just, Three Counties Radio. I've just had a genuine sweary row with JVS as he left. Just had a proper... And I used a very rude word on him as he left. You are such a... Yeah, I did. I did. He was being one. Huh? He deserved it. I know why you've got beef with Morrison's. Why? Northern. Is it a northern thing? Yeah. No, I'm not going to be with, with, with them because that. Well, well Scoyne, the, the National Paul Scoyne say, happy uh, thereof, uh, says when I lived in the north, the Morrisons had a whole aisle dedicated to lard. Well, you know, there's lard, there's lard, lard. There's lard, lard. There's lard for your chips. We got any Texas? Uh, yeah. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. If you want to call up. But by the way, uh, let me just quickly throw this out there. If you've ever been told off by someone who isn't your parents, or if you've told kids off in the street, yeah. When um, the shouty woman called up, shouty Chris. Was it shouty Chris or yeah. was it uh, the, the, the There yes. is only one shouty. Chris. I would tell the kids off if they chucked a brick at my door. Yeah. Yes, I think that is legitimate. But if it's just kids going up and down on something that is a bit classic. I mean, do you remember roller skates? Those ones you'd tie on? The disco boots. <coughs> disco rollers. No, before the roller boots. Oh, the ones with the key? Yeah, they yeah, would yeah. fall apart while you would... Yeah. They you couldn't were a skate, right noise. You couldn't skate on those. There was no movement involved. I told, I told some kids off once of vandalising a bus stop. Quite right. But that happened to me once. That happened to... Right, this, so I vandalised a... I didn't vandalise a bus stop, right? I was really lanky as a kid. As and so a kid. I, I could kick the top of a bus stop. Right, I could kick it by doing a karate kick, right? A bit karate. And I used to do that as my party trick, waiting for the bus. And then this van pulled up, right? This work van. And I, it's only like a couple of years ago I went, oh no, they were liars. And so this van of builders pulled up, right? <laughs> and this bloke got out and he got his wallet and he just opened his wallet and closed it. And he went, we're undercover coppers. Uh, we're on a case. <laughs> Stop vandalising that thing. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. And I, I believed it. I totally bought into it. It was just a builder. Well done, that builder. Well done, that builder. But, you know, telling a kid to straighten up sometimes, short, sharp shock from a stranger is all right, but um, if it's just a matter of kids being kids, yeah. playing outside, we all had a go at playing outside. We it's all their had turn. A go. You can't do that, can you? In fact, I wish more kids would play out. Um, 08459 is the telephone number. Uh, uh, Texas. Yeah, um, this is the saddest text I've received all day, to be e. honest. It's the uh, sad text of a man who is out of the loop yep. and doesn't realise it. <sighs> Jonathan in Leighton Buzzard. 
Paul's going today. I may have missed something. Yes, mate, you have. You have. Happy Paul Scoins Day to you anyway. But. Yeah. And Horace from Hemel says, cast not your pearls before Scoins. Um, I had a terrifying... You know I don't believe in predictions and things like that, but, 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 but maybe, maybe, maybe children are more attuned to the vibrations of the universe than perhaps we are. Or maybe they're not. Well, the golden child, I mean, based on the true story. Um, and my little boys were having a bath last night, and the youngest, I was going to bed, and the youngest said, Daddy, Daddy. I've got something I want to whisper in your ear. It's weird, right? It's like noise and mayhem. I went, oh, I, I can't really be... Daddy, I have to whisper this in your ear. It's oh important. What's a three-year-old going to say that's important? Right? I went, all right. So I, I got over to the bath. I thought he was going to splash me. I, I, I tentatively went to the bath. I put my ear next to him. He went, Daddy, when you go to work in the morning, you're going to die. Flipping heck! He told me, and I said, is that a threat? He went, yeah, it's a threat. I said, is it a threat or premonition? He went, premonition. I went, all right, fine. So, this could, you know, this could be the last, this could okay. be the last day. Dearly, if you're listening, that could be Ev. Can you just make sure you clip that? I mean, it's just um, terrifying what they get up to these By days. die, did he mean trending on Twitter? I think he meant die, mate. Oh. My, well, that's just reminded me that my youngest nephew, who is one, um, told me to die the other day. He tells everyone to die as he leaves the room... Or he does his little wave and he says, die, 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 die. And I thought it was cute and he was just saying bye-bye, but maybe... It's die, die. Maybe it's die, die. I've got to say, John Jackson has... I'm, I'm just going to retweet this. This is the best-looking Paul Scoynes tribute act I've ever seen in my life. Oh, let me have a look at that. You are smoking apostrophe hot. I, he is gorgeous. Let me be the judge Look of that. at that. I mean, yeah, he's put it through a filter, but John oh, Jackson. Don't you go wow, wow. Wowzers. Look at that. When Paul Scoynes dies, you're his replacement. When they make fact, a film of Paul Scoynes' life, you're the actor playing it, John. In fact, Paul who? Yeah. John, jeez. I mean, I'm, I'm retweeting that and I'm favouriting that as well. That's how good that is. Uh, I'm not, I don't watch TV much, as you may, you may know. There's a load of rubbish on. Been watching a few films recently. Watched uh, Super Size Me two days ago. Watched Biggie and Tupac yesterday. Well, BBC Four's Silent Canal Cruise is a surprise hit. A two-hour... Pro- and I, do you know what? I could dig this, man. A two-hour programme featuring nothing more than a journey on a canal hardly sounds like riveting television. Well... But it was a surprise hit for BBC Four, attracting more than half a million viewers. Half a million viewers. I, I mean, it's genius. All aboard the canal trip was filmed in real time, charting a trip down the Kennet and Avon Canal. No presenter, no commentary, no music. The only sounds in the feature-length film were the chug of the boat's engine, an occasional splash of water, dogs barking and a bird song. Now, we're all supposed to go, oh, isn't that stupid? I'm thinking this sounds... I'm thinking I could have some of this. Changing scenery, other boats and an occasional passerby on the towpath provided the action. The only nod to commentary were facts about canals in text superimposed on the surface of the water. Even the canal trip's producer, Claire Patterson, admitted viewers could find it so boring they would hate it, but audience were mesmerised. At its most popular, 
All aboard tra attracted nearly 600,000 viewers. Almost twice the 360,000 that BBC4 averages for the Tuesday evening slot. One person t on Twitter praised the show as beguiling. Heroic, even. I'm tempted to have some of that. Can you get that on iPlayer? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Milton Keynes, standing way has been partially blocked by an accident between junction between the M1 Junction 13 for Bedford Road and Newport Road at the Kingston Roundabouts. In Sandy, on the A1 London Road, it's looking really slow from the Akbar towards the Sandy Roundabouts. And in Walken, Bennington Road is still closed after the accident in both directions between Walken Road and the High Streets. In Beaconsfield, Amersham Road is slow from Longbottom Lane towards London Road. And on the motorways, the M25 is busy anti-clockwise from Junction 22 for St Albans to 20 for Kings. Langley after a lorry broke down earlier. Also, the M1's busy southbound from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Polling stations across the United Kingdom opened at 7 o'clock. Votes are being cast to elect 650 MPs at Westminster. In Bedford, voters are also choosing a mayor. There's a referendum in Milton Keynes over future development in central Milton Keynes. And there's a referendum for everyone in Bedfordshire on raising council tax to pay for policing. One man from Luton and five men from London have been charged by counter-terrorism police investigating allegations of fraud linked to extremists travelling to Syria and a jury has watched the CCTV recording of the moment a shop worker in Aylesbury was stabbed in the neck by a mental health patient 63-year-old David Clark who's homeless, denies attempted murder and wounding with intent Three Counties Sports BBC Three Counties Radio Former Watford and England manager Graham Taylor has strongly denied allegations he was pressured to limit the number of black players he selected for the national team. Extracts from a book printed in the Guardian newspaper allege Taylor made the claim to former Birmingham striker Richie Moran at an event at Watford in the 1999-2000 season. There certainly was a, an event uh, at Watford. I can remember that. Uh, but I certainly have no memory of a conversation... Uh, about black players. And what I do have to say in that sense, I would have been extremely annoyed if I had, because my record as regards the selection of black players at both club and international level, people have only got to see that. Barcelona have one foot in the Champions League final after a 3-0 win over Bayern Munich. Three goals in the last 13 minutes, two from Lionel Messi and one from Neymar gave the Spanish side victory in last night's semi-final first leg. The Football League playoffs get underway tonight with the semi-final first leg matches in League One. Chesterfield host Preston, who were pipped to automatic promotion by Milton Keynes Dons on Sunday. Sheffield United are at home to Swindon. Britain's Amir Khan says he could fight Floyd Mayweather in September. Mayweather took his unbeaten record to 48 fights with a one-sided points victory over Manny Pacquiao at the weekend and is expected to make his next fight his last. And in tennis, Andy Murray beat Philip Kohlschreiber in three sets at the Madrid Open, but Roger Federer is out after losing to the young Australian Nick Kyrgios. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. It's scoring day on the seventh of I'm gonna celebrate in a special way. It's Pope's going to stay. It's the 7th.
Turns out fat and ugly doesn't count as disabled. That's the headline. Vicious note left on sick mother's car after she used disabled bay. Without an official blue badge, Sarah Metcalf was hesitant about parking in a disabled bay at her at local supermarket. However, she was in so much pain from a chronic condition that she felt she had little choice if she was to get round the shop with her son. Struggling back to her car, though. Nothing could have prepared her for the abusive note that was waiting on the windscreen. One so vicious, it made her 13-year-old son Jack cry. Written on paper featuring a pair of high-heeled shoes, it said, Being fat and ugly doesn't count as disabled. Park elsewhere. Miss hmm. Metcalf, 35, who suffers from a fibromyalgia a condition that causes severe pain all over her body, is now trying to track down the note's cowardly author. It's very distinctive paper. I, but I think you would call... Would you call those shoes slingbacks? Uh, mules, I think. But Hot. that's what makes it worse to me, the passive aggression of... Well, not even passive aggression, the aggression of the note combined with the jaunty s- shoes. She said... Well, 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 hold your horses. She said... I think they must have seen me leaving my car with a smile on my face so assumed I wasn't disabled or in pain. She's making this into an argument about you can't tell when people are disabled. Yeah, which is true. But that's not the point. The point is she didn't have a blue badge. No. But so she, she, shouldn't, have, she wait, shouldn't have parked there. She's waiting for hers to arrive. Brilliant. No, it's not a blue badge um, space. It was a disabled space. Well, it's a disabled bay, yeah. So she's you're supposed saying to, you don't have to have a blue badge. You're supposed, you're supposed to display a disabled badge. In, it, it's not law. What is it? In Tesco's or something. It's not yeah. law, but you're meant to... You're meant to, of course, because uh, you, get, you get loads of um, the, the strong lads or um, mums just parking in the disabled bay. You're meant, it's, it's not law, mm-hmm. but you're meant to have a blue badge. Listen, you get people parking in the kids' spaces and they get out and it's, you know, a young bloke on his own. Oh, it's annoying. I'm not going to go and confront him about it. I'm not going to write him a letter. But So I, I think this woman, the, 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 um, Miss Metcalf's fri- fibromyalgia... Fibromyalgia? Fibro. Developed after she had a serious four five years ago. She also has chronic fatigue syndrome. Uh, the mother of one who's a PhD student at University of York, so what? Well, they're saying that so we don't think that she's a lazy scrounger. No, but she has applied for a badge, it's due. Admitted that she did not have a disabled badge as she's still going through the application process. She shouldn't have parked there. Simple as that, she shouldn't have parked there. She shouldn't have parked there. Leaving the note... Uh, the note's it's nasty. Wrong. It's the note is wrong, but she shouldn't have parked there. Simple as. But also, I do wonder why we get so... Um, there's that great episode of Seinfeld, isn't there, where George parks in a, a disabled bay, or they call it a handicapped um, bay, uh, and he comes back and there's an angry mob with flaming torches around his car and they eventually trash the car. Do you know what? It's, it's starting to... To me, people policing that like that is because they've got other stuff going on in their lives. 
There if you're are... a disabled person who can't get in the bay, that's one thing. But if it's just, you know, Joe Public deciding she's they're going to be... She's wrong. This woman is wrong, though. She's wrong. She's wrong. Miss Metcalf said she believes the incident at a Tesco Extra store in Clifton Moor highlights a lack of awareness that people have of different disabilities. No, it doesn't. It highlights the fact that she shouldn't have parked there without a blue badge. Mm. That's what it highlights. That's what people get angry about. Just because I'm not in a wheelchair doesn't mean I'm not disabled. Well, yeah, whatever. You didn't have, you didn't have a blue badge. And, I, and I, I, yeah, they shouldn't have left the note, but that's what the problem is. I think the person who did this should just come forward. I just want to talk to them about what it's like to live with a disability like uh, they're this. They're not going to come forward. No, they're not going to come forward. But, I mean, the, the, the argument isn't whether she looks disabled or not. It's she shouldn't have parked there without a blue badge. Simple as. Simple as, really, you know. Oh, wait, four, five, a, nine, four, double, five, five, It is double, a huge five. flaw in her side of the argument, isn't it, that she's not got a blue badge? Nicola Cook says, what a time to be alive. Happy Paul Scoyne's day, one and all. Let's retweet that. Katia's got involved in it. There we go, let's retweet. We, we've got one here as well. That. Steve, this is a text. And if you want to give us a ring and tell us how you'll be celebrating National Paul Scoyne's oh. Day, feel free. Can I just say, can I just say... Go on. Two, two tweets. David Fife uh, is from Scotland says, I'm a Scottish listener, so can I only catch the podcast. What is hashtag NSPD? I've said, well, well I've, I've said, mate, uh, uh, it's a phenomenon. He says, yeah, but what does it stand for? Well, that's for good times. Stephen is in Glasgow, right? Yeah. And he's, he knows what it's about, so there's no excuse for being in Scotland. Yeah. Stephen says, I got mixed up and I thought it was National JVS Day. No. I'm sitting in pastel trousers pretending to be posh in the garden having my dinner. Anne-Marie says, my boyfriend was the one who sold Paul Scoynes his iconic glasses. <gasps> he works at the opticians and helped Paul choose them. Well, the, your, your boyfriend is part of the phenomenon. Beautiful. Um, uh, John says, good work, everyone. Stevenage are taking MPSD seriously and have shut schools. It's what he would have wanted. <laughs> so um, it's, it's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. Jeremy Markson has also been in touch. Wagwan guy, such a special day. Wagwan. Get some Paul Scoynes in your life. He is appealing to everybody there. To you and me. Uh, Van Gogh, right? Yeah. He's rubbish, isn't he? No, he was good. No, it's rubbish. No, it was really it's, good. No, it's rubbish painting. It's silly, it's silly It's silly painting. It don't look like it, nothing. The best paintings are the ones where, for a second, you think it's a photograph. Those are the best paintings. Where you go, is that a photo? Is that? I no. don't see what the point in this is in those paintings. Well, it shows that Take you're a really a good paintist. Take a picture. An autumnal... I mean, this is just ridiculous. It's horrible. An autumnal scene that Vincent van Gogh painted while working side-by-side side with Paul Gauguin, whoever that is, is sold for, over, for nearly £46 million. And it's, it's rubbish. It's just like orange and green and... Ah, uh, flipping heck. The Alley of Alice Camps pictured was painted in southern France in 1888, a month before Van Gogh cut off his ear. I mean... Thing is, as well, it's all a bit... That's all a bit of uh, myth, isn't it? He didn't cut his ear off. Didn't cut his ear off. He did. No, he didn't. Go on. Didn't cut his ear off. Cut a bit off. Yeah, he just cut a bit of the lobe off. He just cut the end of the lobe off. Oh, tough guy. Oh, I'm so mad. Oh, I'm so in so much pain. Oh, I'm so loved. Oh, I'm so off my face on absinthe. I'm going to cut my. You didn't cut your ear off, mate. That's a myth. Uh, you just cut a tiny bit of the lobe off. So deal with it. How much of yourself have you cut off? You don't work. Uh, call, call me now. Competition. Call me now. I wait four five nine four double five five double five. He was mates with Gauguin. They fell out. I, I couldn't care less, mate. Well, it's rubbish paintings. Nice. It's sold at Sotheby's in New York to an Asian collector for about 15 million quid above its estimate, but uh, below the 54.6 million auction record for a Van Gogh. In America, of course, what do they call him? Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Vincent Van Gogh. I mean, that's just crazy. But actually, it's actually Van Gogh. 
So we're all wrong. Who's the fool? Well, Van Gogh is the fool. Well, he's he didn't dead. make any money out of it. He's either, dead. Yeah. Where, who's laughing now? Not Van Gogh. Christie's. Have we got any texts? Yeah. Go if on. it's NSPD, yes. says uh, someone, Rob, why aren't you playing Paul's Coins? He's well, a bit busy with something else. Yeah, we, he's he's a little bit busy, and we can only play Paul's. He, he's he's trademarked it, so we can only play it mm-hmm. with uh, with Paul's coins um, uh, in the house. I'm afraid. Exactly. So, uh, so sorry about that. Disappointing for all of us, but I yeah. uh, hope you'll understand. Maybe next time. Well, yeah. Yeah. That that's it. That's it. Blimey. Okay. Well, I'm um, um, kind of out of stories as well, so I know what we'll do. We'll press this. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Something that's not surprising in the slightest. Not surprising in the slightest. One third on uh, a dating app are married. Who'd have thunk it? People on the internet um, 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 cheating? It's supposed to help singletons find love or at least a bit of honest romance. Guys, does anybody do internet dating for anything other than um, um, having it away? Really, no one, no, no, there may be about three bookish women and a sad man who go on there looking for, for your actual love. Nowadays, with, 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 with all your grinders and your tinders, it's all about, it's all about getting it on, isn't it? But a third of people on it, <laughs> a third of people on the dating app Tinder, Tinder is not, that is not a dating app. That is, a, that is not a dating app, that is a sex app. A third of people on the dating app Tinder are all met rare, or uh, are already married, and surprisingly, women are the worst offenders. According to a study, more than four in ten are already in a relationship. One in ten. Okay, Tinder's slide, 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 click, isn't it? I think. One in ten are going out with another person while three in ten have already taken their vows. What a strange way of saying is married. The app allows people to scan... Oh, I didn't know this. Okay, so this is how it works. It allows people to scan for other users nearby. So it's like it sets up um, like a radius, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're involved in several radii. Yeah. So how close would you have to be to someone? Well, it depends how fussy you are. If they like, and then decide if they like the looks of them based on their photograph. Yeah, so they're not going for your soul there, are they? Well, well. Uh, yeah, Tinder's not a dating app, guys. No. Come on. No. It's more popular among men who outnumber women three to two, but women on Tinder are, are nearly twice as likely to be cheaters. More than 40% are married. Um, Jason Mander, who carried out the study, said the findings suggest women are more keen than men to go window shopping online. No, it doesn't. Window shopping? The hell no, they're going... They're, 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 they're actually shopping. It shows we're all as bad as each other. They're actually shopping, for goodness sakes. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. We're going to be getting a tribute from uh, uh, Justin Dealey later on about Errol Brown, uh, who died yesterday at the age of 71. Yeah, well, it was, an, it was a niche market. He was on Apple Records, I think. I think he was involved with the Beatles at some point, which is rather bizarre. Hot chocolate singer Errol Brown has died at the age of 71. Uh, name another member of Hot Chocolate. Yeah. The songwriter, best known for the hits You Sexy Thing, 
It started with a kiss and everyone's a winner. Yeah. Passed away at his home in the Bahamas of liver cancer. With his distinctive moustache. I mean, he had a moustache. I don't know. I would have said with his distinctive voice. He had quite a distinctive voice. I think it was the bald head moustache combo. Yeah. Brown entered the top ten with the band in 1970 and went on to have more than 20 chart successes, many of them written by the father of two. Um, Princess Diana was such a fan of his smooth vocals, she hired the band in 1981 for a party at Buckingham Palace. Oh, she had famously terrible taste, though, didn't she? Shut up, man. She liked Neil Diamond. Mm. She loved Neil Diamond, guys. She knew what she was talking about. She had bad taste in men, I mean... Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Milton Keynes on Standing Way, that's still partially blocked by an accident between the M1 Junction 13 from Milton Keynes South and King the Kingston Roundabout near to the bridge, so that's causing delays. On the motorways, the M1 is busy northbound from Junction 13 for Bedford and 14 for Milton Keynes with people diverting from that problem. And the M25 is busy anti-clockwise from Junction 17 from Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. There's no major delay showing up, though, of the trains at the moment. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Eight forty-five. It's Thursday, the seventh, uh, isn't it? The seventh of May. I'm in Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Polling stations across the United Kingdom opened at seven o'clock. Voters in Bedford face the biggest number of ballot papers in the country, with five different elections taking place there. A man from Luton has been charged by counter-terrorism police investigating allegations of fraud linked to extremists travelling to Syria. And a jury has watched the CCTV recording of the moment a shop, uh, shop worker in Aylesbury was stabbed in the neck by a mental health patient. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hiya, very good morning to you. It's a much nicer day today. Happy National Paul Scoins Day, Elizabeth. Sorry, happy National what? Who? Oh. Paul... Happy... Happy National Paul Scoins Day, Elizabeth. Paul Scoins Day. Yes, happy... happy What are you doing to celebrate? Well... Well, you know, I'm sat here in my radio studio doing the weather forecast, I suppose. Excellent stuff. Yes. Wearing, wearing glasses, I hope. Um, yes, absolutely. I wish I knew who you're talking about. Sorry. Elizabeth, we'll just get on with the weather, I think. All right, I better, I better listen a bit later on. All right, OK, so uh, a nicer day, basically. We do have some clouds spreading in from the west. I think um, I don't think we're going to stay dry all day. There will be a few showers across the three counties, so watch out for those. Should be able to take your brolly, though, today because it won't be as gusty. A lot calmer. The showers few and further between, a bit lighter than they were yesterday, too. Some good spells of brightness and sunshine and feeling nice and warm because of the lighter winds. Top temperatures, seven. 17 or 18 Celsius, perhaps. Overnight tonight, it uh, should stay mostly dry, perhaps a few spots of rain into tomorrow morning, certainly turning cloudier. Lows of around 8 or 9 degrees. And then tomorrow, um, mostly dry, perhaps a few spots of rain in the morning, but lots of brightness around, a bit more cloud than we're seeing today. Still nice and warm, 17 or 18 degrees. And then Saturday, blustery showers, Sunday dry, fine, lots of sunshine, warm into next week. That's the forecast. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you. 
Every weekday from three, local stories. People in Watford are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. Now, a metal detectorist has discovered an archaeological find in a field near Royston in Hertfordshire. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard Narrow Gauge Railway. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. After the show, you're a beautiful guy. You come in, of course. I am. There's a production meeting in Prizzy's straight after this show, mate. I think you're missing something as well. Go on, fella. Yes, breakfast, but also let's have breakfast and celebrate Paul Scoynes, oh, National yeah, yeah, Paul yeah, Scoynes yeah, yeah, Day, yeah, yeah. guys. I, I think we. I don't know how to actually find out if we are trending or not, but we were the fourth yeah. biggest trend in the UK at uh, one point uh, this morning. Well, it's good to know because people like him, they come into work every single day and they, I think they don't realise just how popular no. they are to the people well, out there. Yeah, I mean, Elizabeth Rizzini didn't have a clue who he was, but that's, that's oh, just uh, keeping it real. Yeah. 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 Uh, now, hot chocolate, Errol Brown. Yeah. Passed away, mate. I know, it's been a really, really bad few weeks, hasn't it? Uh, Percy Sledge as well recently, of course. Now, Errol yesterday. Yeah, Benny King. I, it's and been I, awful. I, I did warn you, BB King has been moved into a, a, a hospice, so, um, you know. No. Just, it's not looking great, is it? Not looking good at all. But uh, hot chocolates? Mmm. You've taken it to the streets, mate. I have. Um, yesterday, it was a real shock, actually, uh, w- when the news came through. So I went straight onto the streets of Tring to, to get people's reaction. Um, I was pretty down until I spoke to one lady in this package who just made me laugh so, so Beautiful. much. You'll hear Anne towards the end. But, but here's my tribute to, to the man that is the legend that is, Mr Errol Brown. 
Originally signed to the Beatles record label Apple, Hot Chocolate had a hit single every year in the UK from 1970 to 1984. The big hits included Brother Louie, Everyone's a Winner, the number one So You Win Again, but they'll always be best known for the disco classic, You Sexy Thing. It made the top five in 1975 before having even more success in the 90s after the song was used in the film The Full Monty. And Errol has fond memories of that track. When you hear the song and you get the joy from the song, and if it brightens your moment, that is special. That's what songs are supposed to do. In 2003, he was made an MBE by the Queen. And yesterday, these people in Tring gave their reaction to the sad news. Very sad. Big fan. Hot chocolate. 70s. Brilliant. Madam, the sad news, Errol Brown has just died from hot chocolate. Oh, no. Oh, that's awful. Gosh. Yes, it's part of my youth. <laughs> Anne, how are you? All right, thank you. I believe in miracles. <laughs> Where are you from? Audrey. Um, I believe in miracles. Where are you from? Aubrey. In Tring near Hertfordshire. Okay, try it for a third time. Anne, I believe in miracles. Where are you from? Aubrey, near Tring. Thanks for your time, Anne. Thank you. Errol Brown, a true music legend who has died at the age of 71. There you go. Mate. Every single... Do you know what? It's almost worth these people dying to get the great packages you put together. <laughs> the great content that you provide. Well, do you know what? I just tried to lift it there with Anne. She made me laugh all the way home. I believe in miracles. Where are you from? You would say to me, wouldn't you? You sexy thing. You, you wouldn't say Aubrey. Thing. You sexy thing. <laughs> hey, have a listen to this, Joe. I don't know if you heard this earlier on. Right. Kath mentioned this. Commuters on the New York subway were st stunned to discover that four old hippie buskers were U2. What? Play yeah, th th playing an impromptu gig. Thousands walked past without recognising Bono. How old do you think Bono is? I reckon Bono now, well, I would say he's probably in his late 50s, if not 60s. He's, well, he's 54. Yeah. I mean, I suppose, it, I, I suppose he is probably a little bit older than that, but... um. The Rockers wore uh, scruffy uh, disguises and performed at the set at Grand Central Station as part of a US TV show. Mm. Drummer Larry Mullen Jr. helped to fool onlookers by using upside-down buckets instead of his usual kit. When they revealed who they were, the whole of Grand Central was wanting to see. It was electric. <laughs> it, I, they're, they're such a tedious band, you two. I, I, I went to see Cat Stevens at the yeah. Shepherd's Bush Empire, rare gig, with, you know, when he was sort of making a comeback kind of thing. And there was some awful, awful African musician on there playing some awful African music. I know we're all supposed to dig world music. It was rubbish. Yeah, well said. And it went on and on for ages, right? And then he, he said, I'm going to do one more song. I want to bring out a couple of friends. All right, one more song, thank goodness. He brought out The Edge and Bono. Uh. And the whole place went nuts. Yeah. Except for me and my wife, who went, <laughs> oh, for crying. They ain't going to do one song, and they didn't. They did, like, 30 minutes of reggae and yeah. Bob Marley. You two playing Bob Marley songs. I can't think of anything worse. And I reckon he probably made some sort of speech about world peace yeah, as well. Yeah, he yeah. did. Oh, no, come on, shut up, mate. And Keep to the music. In the 80s, you were fantastic. People loved you. Just button it. Literally, me and my wife were the only people there going, oh, for crying... Less! <laughs> Less! <laughs>
Yes! <laughs> it was awful. So tedious. So who... Let's just say you was back in that room again listening to African music. You weren't very oh, happy. No. You thought it was rubbish. I mean, who would you want to walk onto stage? Who would be your, your fantasy band to, I would like to a, turn up? I would like a man to have walked on stage with one of those long canes and hooked them off by the <laughs> neck. I can't... I mean, listen, guys. World music, it's, it's not. Let's be honest. There's a reason African music uh, doesn't chart... Isn't on top of the pops very often, because it's rubbish. Except Ladysmith, Black Man, Bazo, they rule. No, they don't. Yeah, they're good. It's got to be in the right environment. I mean, yeah, oh, Shepherd, listen. Shepherd's Bush Empire. No, mate. It's a horrible place anyway. Yeah, it's if a If you're in Africa, venue. it's different. It's... You go with the vibe, don't oh, you? Oh, hey, listen. Yeah, come on. Hey, mate, if I'm in Africa, beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Get that stuff on. Mm. Oh, yeah, certainly. But if I'm, you know, listening to music in any other environment, uh, I'm not having it. Awful. Uh, what about your son, what? You liked him. He was Italian, wasn't he? No. Who was the fella who did the song with... Um, Nana Cherry. Only seven seconds yeah. away. He was Italian, mate. No, he's not. He was an Italian opera singer. He's from Senegal. You haven't got a clue what you're talking oh about. Oh, my word. The giveaway might be on his front cover of his album. He's actually eating a four-cheese pizza. <laughs> I, tell you what, I tell you what I like, though. The African music I do like... Mm. Lady Smith, Blackman, Is that them? Okay, yeah. I don't mind that, but I mean, generally, it's all, it's all. Um... Do you want to? Um... Sorry, I'm just thinking. Go to We've Africa got... and investigate world music. Well, <laughs> you're paying, hey, mate. hey, we could do that. But yep. what about we put together an African band and we go out there and well, we perform? I... Now, actually, you know who plays um, uh, the, the steel drums? Uh, well, quite a few people. Whose day is it today? Whose day just... is it today? And they play oh, the Paul Scoynes. Drum. And he's played, get this right, musical legends. Hmm. Paul Scoynes has played the steel drums in front of, in one gathering, George Martin, Jeff Lynne, Ringo Starr and George Harrison. And he played Beatles songs in front of them. No. I yes. Love, I love this train of thought, guys, but I need to pull it up short of the station because steel drums are not African. Oh, for goodness sakes. Minor detail. My, minor detail, mate. Minor detail. Are we yeah, glossing over it? He's played that in front of pretty much the Beatles. <laughs> Justin! <laughs> Thank you, boss. I've got to end on this. I'll see you later, mate. Ta-ta. It's National Paul Scoins Day, so we're going to end with this, of course. I'm not going to be made to look a fool anymore. You've done it once too often. What do you, what do you take me for? Oh, darling. There isn't any pleasing you, is there? Now, if you think I don't mean what I say and I'm only bluffing, you've got another thing coming. I'm telling you that for nothing. Oh, darling, I'm leaving. That's what I'm going to do. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Milton Keynes, there are delays because standing way has been partially blocked by an accident between the M1 Junction 13 for Bedford and the Kingston Roundabout near the bridge is where the accident was. It's also affecting the M1 northbound with delays through Junction 13 for Milton Keynes to 14 for uh, the A509. On the Clay Street in Winchmore Hill, that's been partially blocked because of an accident at Penn Road in both directions. A lorry's got stuck in the road. And in Amersham on Gore Hill, that's very busy between the A413 and the A40 London Road at Beaconsfield South. Bound. It's also busy on the A1 southbound from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat roundabouts. There's no major delays on the train departure boards at the moment, though. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Thank you everybody who uh, has celebrated National Paul Scoynes Day. Keep those glasses, wear them, wear them proud. Back tomorrow at six. Until then, from us, ta-ta.
local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, what could Morrisons do to make you shop there? Sales have continued to fall at Morrisons, despite price cuts as the firm struggles in the face of competition from other retailers. Morrisons is still Britain's fourth largest supermarket chain, but excluding petrol and diesel, like-for-like sales in the last three months alone fell by nearly 3%. The new boss, David Potts, says profits in the second half of 2015 to January 2016 are expected to be better than the first. However, with the likes of Aldi and Lidl cornering the discount market, the fight for your well-earned cash may not be that easy. Well, this morning I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. What could Morrisons do to make you shop there? Pick up the phone, come on and have your say on 08459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News. It's one minute past nine. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, Luton man charged by anti-terror police, jury shown Aylesbury shop worker being stabbed and polls open for the general election. BBC Three Counties Radio. One man from Luton and five men from London have been charged by counter-terrorism police investigating allegations of fraud linked to extremists travelling to Syria. 38-year-old Ibrahim Anderson from Luton and the five men from London are facing charges of conspiracy to defraud and will appear before magistrates today. A jury has watched the CCTV recording of the moment a shop worker in Aylesbury was stabbed in the neck by a mental health patient. 63-year-old David Clark, who's homeless, denies attempted murder and wounding with intent. The BBC's Catherine de Costa at Reading Crown Court says the jury heard from two Polish women who were first on the scene in Buckingham Street last September. One woman said the victim was holding his neck with one hand and a mobile phone in the other. He was covered in blood. She said it was the worst thing she'd ever seen. She described it as...